0: What's up? West Buck here, Drag Illustrated Magazine, and it's Monday night, and we're back for, I think, what is this, episode three or four? Episode three. three, I think this is episode three. Episode three of the Drag Illustrated right along here here tonight to watch episode three, as we just said, of No Prep King season four, however, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. Of course, I'm joined, as always, by my main man, Mike Carpenter, JT... Hudson, Murder Tundra, what's up? We're joined this week. This was supposed to start in week one. We had a schedule mishap. He happened to win an NHRA pro mod race. No big deal. Whoop, whoop, no big couldn't deal. make it.
1: <laughs> Second Unacceptable. week, I forgot Unacceptable to text excuse, him. man.
0: My bad. Um, that falls on me. I just totally forgot about it. And uh, But he's making up for it tonight. So... We're here to watch a little bit of No Prep Kings. We will, at some point, I believe here shortly, be joined by Little Country, Justin Swanstrom. We will also have Mike Murillo join us here uh, at some point from Team Texas. Guys, I guess we're headed to Maple Grove Raceway. We were just uh, asking a question. Pretty good crowd, right? Oh, wait. Lyle Barnett, you're supposed to say, hey, what's up?
2: <laughs> I'm supposed to say that?
0: Yeah, like, hey, I think Dude, I mentioned your name.
2: He's chilling on the track. couch, You man. did. Casual, yeah. Okay, I am. I am in my recliner. I was watching the show. I thought that's what we were here's. To say.
0: Uh, here's last Wednesday's guest in the left-hand lane, Robin Roberts.
2: That thing Does just it... let out a ooh, yeah, grenade, smoke Thank grenades. Worth oh, smoke.
0: that's not good. Never. I don't know if it's the spend, same,
2: man. I don't know if it's the same. Yeah, it is. So we were when I was at Darlington running small tire. Uh, at No Prep Kings, he did a very, it was very similar. It may have been the same failure. And, dude, I have never seen a torque converter come apart. I mean, it put <laughs> holes in the bell housing, which they run Are you serious? Yes, it was. The entire inside of the car was soaked from windshield to rear windshield. All of it was soaked in transmission fluid. Like, it was unbelievable. And they got Whoa. that thing fixed. Well, only he won. It's I think he ended it. Yeah, unbelievable,
0: yeah. They tore some stuff up, eh? There's Justin Swanstrom leading, lending a hand, yeah.
3: They're teammates, yeah,
0: yeah. I know, I forgot. t I didn't really forget. I was just What's going on, Luke Stevenson?
1: It's Hello morning across
0: the, the pond, yeah. I know it's yeah. morning for him.
1: I think it's like super early in the morning, right? Tell us what time it is, Luke. Yeah, <clears throat> we
4: have 32 races trying to.
1: 40,000. Here we
2: go. Nice
0: some killer B-roll right here though. Do you see this? Yeah. I love the I love a great intro drone shot.
3: You got a drink,
2: Lou? I don't yet. Uh-oh. What, what a shame. Hmm. <laughs> Can I not dare ask? My wife, who just got done with a 12 hour shift at the hospital, to make one. Oh, that's it's hey, hey
3: time
1: to hit him up. I'm sitting here on <laughs> the couch. Yeah. That's a good way to get your dome knocked <laughs> off your shoulders. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the couch. I'm supposed to like sit here and watch this TV show and talk about it for the next two hours. Could you make me a drink <laughs> and uh, then keep oh, them man. coming? You be know, the one best after joke another.
2: I've told in a while, yeah. <laughs> Melissa. What would you say if I asked you to do that?
3: What? To make me a drink right now. <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs>
3: oh oh that's man, too funny! You gonna follow it up with? So you are gonna bring it?
1: <laughs> 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 <Hell> <laughs> no. No.
3: Probably, probably shouldn't take relationship advice from me. No, not at Actually, all. Actually,
1: we should. Actually we should, actually yeah. should, JT. You should yeah. go yeah. on tour, really. <laughs> Do a speaking. You engagement. should
0: teach us all. You could, you could be one hell of a motivational speaker, dude. Um is it just either me, that or, or Stacy should Am I the only one who believes there's like a lot of these people that seem to have come out of the woodwork? Like Cody Baker, like that's a legit hot rod with like a Mike Janice blower on it.
2: Yeah, dude, and right. they've got a and real deal operation over there. Like I watched them thrash again at Darlington overnight. I and mean, they, they they completely rebuilt an engine they had trashed, and like they've got a real deal operation over there.
1: Who was talking about I, that? Were we talking about that last week? Somebody no we joke. were talking about Cody Baker, one of our guests I brought it still. up. Well, he,
0: oh, it was the jump. It was the jump. It was yeah. Ryan Rob or uh, Robin Roberts and Cody Baker were lined up for the semifinals, and that was the big controversial run. I was going to ask that Lyle, um, <clears throat> kind of ascending like you have. Index racing, bracket racing, and whatnot, moving into radial tire, small tire stuff, then you know, making the move into high level radial tire stuff, RBW, whatnot, then transitioning here in 2021 to NHRA Pro Mod. What do you make of like the caliber of equipment and the level of racing that's going on here? Like just even that aerial shot and all those semis and stackers, it's pretty impressive, right?
2: Yeah, well, being that I've been around it some this year, you know, I've been to two events to run small tire. Um, and I, you know, I know some of these guys and am fortunate to get to walk into their pits and whatnot. And they have like, I mean, they spend a lot of their, I mean, they spend stretches, three, four week stretches on the road and don't go back to their shop. You know, I mean, Jeff Lutz mm-hmm. bought a shop in.
3: Uh, yeah. Where did he say that was at? Uh, God, where did he say that was? He was on the other night. We were with- at
2: home. Right. You know, he bought a shop somewhere else. That was kind of a halfway point where he can just go and kind of, Unload and clean bit. stuff yep. up and get stuff back together and get back on the road. So they have, I mean, there are several teams there, Ryan Martin, who's on now included, who have the same caliber stuff we carry in our NHRA Pro Mod trailer, like legit spare motors. Wait, look at that shot right there. I mean, that's spare a spare rack, semi, pistons, semi and, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, semi stack. Oh, yeah, no different than what we're doing. And there, I mean, a lot of those guys, like for instance, Ryan, uh, Little Country run the new MH six that new Hemi that Proline has. Like they run the exact same powertrain literally from blower to transmission through the transmission that we run in our NHRA Pro Mod. And Turbo for Mark Mickey.
0: As good or better support.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean for real. They run the exact same stuff. I mean those things are thirty five to 3500 to four thousand horsepower Pro mods in steel roof and quartered no prep cars. Like they are identical really
0: it's pretty incredible if you ask. And me.
2: these things, I guess, probably are a little more uncorked. Like they don't have the they're not tightened down rule package-wise, like they I would are say like. they're
0: way closer to like an RBW
2: yeah. deal, probably, I, I, yeah, right? That's I mean, probably no, a better comparison. You know?
0: But I mean, but I, I know exactly what you're meaning. Because there's like Jose Gonzalez probably doesn't have any better equipment than Ryan. No, now. he
2: doesn't. Nope. Let's be honest. No, I mean, not at all.
0: I don't know that these two right there, big country and little country got any any lesser equipment.
2: No, I'm I know for a fact they don't because that car spent uh, several weeks at our shop getting wired and whatnot before the season started. And he has. Justin Swannstrom's
0: got to put some shoes on. That's like the 16,000th time I've seen him barefoot. So
2: Richard Freeman, (laughs) you need to ask Richard the next time you see him. Richard Freeman tells a story about when they bought, I think they bought this rig they have now from Richard uh, a while back or whatever. And they're in Orlando testing or something like that with the pro stock cars. And I guess little country came over to hang out and check stuff out. And he comes walking into the pro stock pit in like his white t-shirt, gym shorts, no barefooted. And Richard Freeman's like, who the, (laughs) you know, and Justin Elks is like, he just bought that big rig from you. Like he's like, oh, you're, you're full of shit, you know, but no, he never
1: wears shoes.
0: Look at that. Stan Allen. Yeah. Mike. Is that a blast? I saw that him is a blast, from the, a
1: blast from the past. He's been on this deal. He's been on this deal from the start the whole man. time from the yeah. start.
0: I mean, he was actually, I saw him at the motorplex and talked to him for quite a while. And he was like quite proud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was, he's like, Hey man, we, we jumped on this deal as soon as it started. And, uh, he's like, I think it's great. I asked him like, Hey, what's your take on all this no prep stuff, the top end stuff. He's like, eh, I'm not really into that, but like racing on a drag strip the right direction. I'm into it. Um, but it was—it's crazy because Stan Allen was an absolute player in ADRL Pro Nitrous at its height. Um, drove for the Bankston Boys once. Drove the legendary white and blue uh, Camaro from McCamus that uh, St- Shannon Jenkins drove for many seasons. Probably, I think, one of the greatest. I was actually coming up with story ideas earlier, Mike, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do. Uh, I think it's coming up in maybe February 22. I want to do the top 25 pro mod body styles of all time. You know, if I mean, we should be able to get cars, 25 cars, you know, and that's very unusual for me to talk about cars, not drivers. But that car Stan drove was on the list.
4: Yep. <clears throat>
0: Mike Bowman, shout out to the World Series of ProMod, year one. This guy yep. took a chance on us. Came at the last minute, didn't even know he was going to come. He told me, what, 10 days before the race, I remember standing in my backyard, uh, walking back and forth, and he was telling me he was going to have to buy like a gear set, and he was going to have to buy a new torque converter. And I said, listen, I'll call Mark Mickey right now, and we'll figure the torque converter deal out. I just need you in Denver in 10 days. And uh, sure enough, he showed up and won the race and kicked ass, took names the whole way. It was impressive.
2: He hasn't ran all year in this, has he?
1: I Most of it, right, Mike? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think at yeah. the start never... of this year, yeah. I don't think he ran in it last year or 2019.
2: Okay. I was going to say he's ran pretty good. I mean, he's somewhere mid-packing the points, I think, or close to the yeah. top 10.
0: he's a real – he's one of those guys. Like, he's a racer, you know what I mean? He's a guy much like yourself. Um, Stevie Fast comes to mind. Guys that have just raced in a lot of different – Sanction series, different types of setups and you give him anything that's you know, rolls true and he'll he'll find a way to win with it.
2: The way the points work, if you're in the invitational, you draw a chip, you get five points. But the new rule this year, call out your own teammate, if your teammate
0: They were trying to get Monza to cut his hair off, his ponytail off tee, for ten grand. <laughs> they had him this close. I mean, I, I thought he was going to do it. If they would have, he said, Bobby told Bobby Ducati, "If you give me ten grand and a uh, a, a new transmission, I think he needed like a Rossler Turbo 400. He said, "If you give give him give me that, I'll go ahead and do it." But they couldn't. Huh. Nobody could come up with a transmission.
2: It would take okay. that kind of money for me to cut my beard off. Yeah. Yeah. JT, turn I'll, yours
1: down. Me a little too. Bit. Are you me loud? too? Same. I mean, me and Lao have the same kind of beard game going. Yeah, I feel absolutely. the same way, man. Second
2: Wes, would you shave
1: the cul-de-sac if we paid you ten
2: grand? The cul-de-sac, the cul-de-sac, yeah, like, like just just slick right in the middle, like the old man bald, the bald look. Oh yeah, just oh, cul-de-sac no. up top. No,
0: no. For ten you're making fun of my beard. Like <laughs> no. I, I thought you were calling my beard like a cul-de-sac, <laughs> and you're like a driveway. I mean, I was like. I, I think this is funny i should be insulted but i'm not totally oh, sure what the man is. yeah
1: i honestly oh, did too cul-de-sac. i was like oh that's what okay. they call that that beer yeah. style
0: what, yeah what, cul-de-sac. What, you
1: know, would you, 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 you
2: shave the cul-de-sac in your head <laughs> hair for 10 grand way. no hell no
3: i did that to a kid at a party one night shaved shaved it here and then shaved the I side enough, like and it looked like and it looked thing like I the
0: cul-de-sac yeah no no we last thing. 10 for 10 grand i
2: would definitely do it
0: JT would do it for 25 bucks. Probably. And that's why I keep people like him around. Cuz I don't have to do it. He's going to keep us entertained. You can
1: throw him in the you know line I mean? of fire. Yeah,
2: but it's also not <laughs> yeah. as funny if JT does it.
1: That's, that's
3: true. true. It grows it's back.
0: much more expected. He's I used to
3: cut everybody's expected. hair when they passed out, like
1: everybody. That would be that'd be the biggest story hey. in drag racing if Wes did that to his hair. Just do <laughs> it. That's worth it for a hell of fundraiser, West. <laughs> that would be cr- like that'd be hilarious. If we, I don't, if, listen, if we raise a
2: hundred grand, West Buck Shades, it better be Mohawk for like real sick
0: babies, like real sick babies, because there ain't nothing else that I think would move the needle enough for me to cut a cul-de-sac in my head. <laughs> Seriously, real sick babies or something, because there's oh, no other man. category that would would do enough. Unfortunately, sorry.
2: Hey, I was thinking about this today when I was driving. Ooh, home. this time. Anybody else pay attention to the true diehard no prep kings fan? Do they not remind you of when WWE and WWF was in its heyday back in the day, and everybody had like yeah. their heart and soul was so invested in Woo! 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 yeah and, and whoever? Pack, baby.
1: Yeah, man. These I agree. You with know, you and a lot. like the, the
2: diehard no prep kings fans, like they, I've been cussed fussed. People just tell me how awful of a person I am if I, you know, not belittle or talk bad about one of something right. one of them did, or, well, they shouldn't have done this. Well, what do you know, Lyle? You're just a dumb, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Like, they Whoa, are serious, the man. Best, man. <laughs> I, I thought you know, about and that then, today. And sure. then you click on their profile picture, and they're like, they got like, uh, the Z shaved in the side of their head. They got white sunglasses on in like a geo Metro, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> what's up?
1: Hey, don't hate on the geo Metro. Come on. Oh yeah. Or you're getting home with Mike. That deals. That's yeah. a legendary, that's a legendary pit vehicle, but it bro, gets more attention. Than like the 10, sometimes doesn't it?
0: There's like 10,000 no prep Kings groups. Like, be oh, honest, man. Lyle. Lyle, be honest. I know exactly what you're saying about their fans. But as someone who is literally trying to get sponsors, trying to do everything that you can do, and let's just let's just table the fact that you're the most inspirational story that exists in drag racing.
1: Let's I'll just put that,
0: that. aside, um, and I love you. But put those two things aside. Love, greatest story, in drag racing. Does it chap your ass a little bit? Be honest. The following these guys have, like, not to discount them, but when you just think about what exists in the NHRA, not just your class, but every class, ProMod, but also Pro Stock, Funny Car Top Fuel, and then you see that there are people that'll fight to the death for these guys, does it champ your ass a little?
2: A little. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I look at it from from like the from a from a racer standpoint. And then I also I try to look from the other side at myself, you know, like. After the fact, if the camera caught me showing my ass or whatever, you right. know, and I see this is going to sound bad, too, but I see the quality of like post race interview and the quality of the way that they talk and carry themselves in the pit. You know, and I'm like, dude, if I did that, if that's the way I looked and the, that's the way I talked when Amanda Busick stuck the microphone in my face at the top end, so true. I wouldn't get a sponsorship from duct tape, you know, but like. <laughs> these guys are getting sponsorship from hard seltzer companies and the top names in all of the performance aftermarket, you know, and it's like, dude, what do you got to do? But on the flip side and disclaimer, I was not talking junk about the no prep Kings fans earlier. I was just saying they are diehard and they will literally fight to the death.
1: Well, that's a from, product of the platform they have. Yeah. The way the the show creates, the connection with these people, these people are invested and connected with these people and they they get to see them. They, and they get to see them a lot more. This show does a good job. Discovery channel on primetime on Monday night. Exactly.
2: You know, we're going to watch discovery. win Dallas, Dallas. we're going to watch me win Dallas in a Thirty-minute expedited segment on Thursday night between seven thirty and eight. And, you know, and it's gonna right. Yeah. and it's going to be the whole- your
1: car mainly, and maybe a little uh, you because you won. But if you didn't win, we we wouldn't see you at all. It would oh, just be oh, so. Here's a good
2: example: Atlanta earlier this year when I just we made a complete ass of ourselves with all downs and <laughs> and all kinds of other crazy stuff that went on. But I was watching, and I went out. I read lit against Mike Castellano first round, and I I watched it the first time, and. The next thing I know, we're all of a sudden in second round. And I'm like, I don't remember seeing me. So I backed up. And they literally didn't even show mine and Mike, mine and Mike Castellana's run in the first round of eliminations at all. Like, it's not even – if you go watch the replay of Atlanta Pro Mod, we're not even on there. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, how are we supposed to – I mean, I can't even – the sponsors that I did have that I carried to Atlanta never even
1: saw themselves. Right. You know, like, it's what tough. Pretty man. Bad. What do we do? <clears throat> you, you would assume if you what, qualify, what you're going to get a few seconds on there. Right. right. And I, I, I mean, that like, should I, be the deal.
0: That's, I, would, I honestly think that's what's going on. I think we talked about this, Lyle, when you were at the office the other day. It's like the cost and expectation, performance wise, of ProMod is like doing this, but the exposure associated with racing NHRA ProMod is doing this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And they're like Xing each other. <clears throat> Mike, Mike's dad, Charles, he was a, he was a part of pro mod when literally it was more talked about than funny car. It was way more talked about. Well, we've than talked Top about Duel. this before.
2: You, I mean, if you Mount Rushmore pro modified Carpenter's on there, yeah, like him, Ricky, Todd Tuttero, you know, Shannon Jenkins. Oops. I mean, they're all like, those are. Pro mod guys. Mount
0: Rushmore is a fun fight. <laughs>
1: that's a pretty, that's a pretty good line. But
2: there's, but there's, no, that all there's no denying those four. Well, you can't you can't take any four of those off of there. And but I'll, like, I'll Mike, tell you how I'll many tell you times what that was
0: about. Dad, yeah, you get, he made money. He was able to make like real money. Drag it was racing. about
1: it was about the connection with the driver then too and the connection to the uniqueness of the driver and the uniqueness of the car also. Right. And that's what the that's what Street Outlaws has to. Look at this. This is a uh, yeah, there's a pink, Disco. Uh what is that car? I forget what it is. It's a, it's a Chevelle. Yeah, it's a Chevelle. Yeah. It's a pink Chevelle. Uh you know, you've got all these cars that are unique and, I mean, wow, your turbo car. car was unique last weekend. Yeah. But besides that, it's a it's a litany of 2021 Pro Charger Camaros. Right. So not only have you lost the opportunity to showcase yourself as a driver and as a personality, but then your car doesn't stand out either. And also, the, I mean, I could go on and on. Wild paint jobs, all this stuff. Every car was unique. Now everyone's like, I want my car as black. Or gray as possible. Well, now you're literally. as possible. Now it's really a thing to find
2: the guy who can paint the lightest. And I mean, weight wise. That's a true story. It is. And there are colors that are lighter than other. Like it's insane what we go through. And and I've experienced this over the past year at being at modern and working day in and day out at the shop. And it's literally like there are sought after paint guys that will paint you know, a pro mod and it takes like, you got one shot, you know, I'll you never got, forget. You got the first one time shot. To shoot up, this color.
1: The first time I walked up on Chris Rini's, uh car, his, his black pro mod that he had most recently. And I looked yep. at it really close and I could see the carbon fiber yep. under the black paint. The black paint was damn near translucent on yep. this thing. And I just looked at yep. it and I'm like, Damn, and I look over there, my dad's car. My dad's, but the paint on my dad's car is like a half-inch thing. I was gonna say it's got seven <laughs> Bro, let's layers say it's for it's for a, it's a bass done. boat. Yeah. You <laughs> takes a jackhammer to the get racetrack, the first layer off. Bass boat, going fishing. Oh man, I'm like, damn. Jessica this is Armstrong where this deal's in the
0: comments Is asking what's lighter, a paint or a wrap?
1: A wrap. Most all wrap. the
0: time, a wrap. But well, uh, I do. But it's getting close. To, it's getting I close. Close. Two lighteners have. It's getting closer. Right. They
1: fought back with the light paint. So the
2: closer you can get to the carbon fiber color, like I think mm-hmm. white is the lightest color. I think. I think that's right. If I remember right, I think white is the lightest color. it has got to be grams, <laughs> but it is almost. I think it's pretty close, almost as as light, just to wrap a car, and I really don't know why more people don't just wrap them because if you like in, in Justin Bond's case, you know, he pancakes the wall in Brainerd and we've been fixing his car and I was kind of pro let's just wrap the thing, you know, and he really wanted it painted, but I think you're going to see more people start going in the wrap direction just because we, we race these things so hard. Now I think and, it's, how, and
0: it's so wraps, how often these cars have get gotten better up. too.
1: Right. The material, the quality of yeah. material, the flexibility of the material is so much better. It, the the line is blurring more and more. Well, and and Alex right like, right look at I'm I'm a, look at Wrapped. Anti not Alex wrap done. his car every every Look at look race? at that El look, look at the look at the Elmero Mero car. Craig Sullivan's car. Craig Sullivan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who? Dude. I swear that, I didn't think that that thing was wrapped until he came on here and told us on that show.
2: Well, that's I what mean, I thought. I was like, God, how much did he spend in paint? And I asked him because he came to the U.S. Nationals. And he was in my pit, and well, we were talking about it. And I said, "Dude, how much was the paint job?" And He's like, "Shit, that ain't paint." I'm like,
3: "What?" Did Customs that, do that? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All
0: right, this is gonna be a good race. I love Scott Taylor's got a brand new car, but to be honest, I wish he would have kept this car. You know, like I love these old pro stock cars, like finding new life in this type of racing. So yeah. many well, of these he had cars to go were to the late model arms. Camaro. <clears throat> he did and it's i don't i don't like it near as much like it doesn't have the stance pro stock cars sit right and that's stance is a big i'm a big in the weeds yep. stance is important kind of guy and robin
2: Robert's a car stance. has
1: got some major stance on it
2: yes it does god that thing is sexy
1: it must have like no tubs in the in Who, what, i didn't just, hear what you who'd you say robin Roberts? robin
2: Roberts. robin yeah. robin i think for a fi- i mean they're a dime a dozen, but I think for a fox body, that uh, Chuck Sightsinger's car sits pretty good. I, like, do Mike too. I love the, how it sets. Yep. Mike Murillo seems to sit, you know, like a snowplow. It it's bit. it's yep.
0: got uh, it's like Lizzie's the reverse bulldog. Too. The reverse yeah. bulldog yeah. Lizzie's car sits stance wise, it's unbelievable to yeah. be yeah. honest. Yeah. It's <clears throat> yeah, it's unbelievable. Chuck's car's, but, you know, what else I like, and it's not the stance. But Bobby Ducati's Firebird, that's like an old pro stock yeah, car from the yeah, mid does, 80s, early 90s with the Lexan wood, hood scoop. Ooh.
1: Dude, no, that's a car. That's a, a top sportsman type car. That was like the second or third car that my dad and Tommy Mooney built together. Dude, my dad's. You were shop- talking about
0: this on yeah. Facebook the other yeah. day. I mm-hmm. forgot about this. So that was built. To basically my be dad's, a pro mod. If you
1: go to Carpenter's Auto Service right now to get an oil change in Charlotte, that's yeah, that's where that thing was built. I could not believe that that was the same car. Galen Smith owned it before Bobby Ducati did, and that's Galen a testament.
0: Smith in Texas, yeah. But I just saw it two nights
1: ago. That's a testament to a Tommy Mooney car, they live forever. And that's not the only one that's that old that's out there oh, competing.
0: This is true, right here, Cameron. Lochner sitting right, Murder Nova, baby. That thing does sit right. Yeah,
3: does sit right, yeah.
0: Um, I gotta tell you, Murder Nova, and I don't know if you caught this last week, uh, Lyle, but just it it was so cool to see how the fans reacted to him. Like, you'd have thought he was wearing like a castrol hat rolling up the 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 return road. I mean, he looked like John Force. He was getting a John Force, Elvis Presley, Tupac. Well, He is there John level, Ford, right? so yeah, no yeah, exception. yeah, I mean, it was incredible.
1: Hey, uh, Brandon Smith says in the comments, the new one is ten inches longer. I think he's talking about. He's uh, talking
0: about Scott Clark's car, yeah, or, or yeah, Scott, Scott, Taylor's uh, car. Scott Taylor's new car. Scott Taylor thought
2: he was talking about hard taco shells.
0: <laughs> I did too. <laughs> this, the green green room green room conversation. I, was, I
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was. Uh, I was trying to lob one up there for JT, but. <laughs> Missed it on the oop there.
3: I'll let Lyle have one. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You Need know, all the help oh. I can get.
0: I have to say this. I do I've love how this waiting. car sets. It does sit right. What is this before he goes to? Hold it's on. Bit, uh, I'm reading one. my subtitles. One second. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're oh, go this ahead. is when uh this Everyone
2: is when Chuck up. takes forever in a day. Yeah, Justin's getting mad here, isn't he?
1: Well, yeah. one by, yeah. one by one. They're all going, you know, having to leave the the cars that have the short wheelbase and the the stock appearance and everything, and one by one we're we're losing them to pro mod style cars, you know. This, but they do have to have the factory though, wheelbase, right? No, I mean they got to be fact they got to be a real car, factory wheelbase, still roof and quarter. So you know, but everyone's going to choose a car with a longer wheelbase now. That's the problem. Do, I mean,
0: do, I'm telling you though, how much credit do you have to give these guys? To be an asshole at this level on national television. Like, I mean, like, people will forever hold this against Chuck or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or do. love him. Yeah. Or, his fans or will love him. For his it. fans like, will love I gotta it.
1: Be yeah. Justin fans want to fan. kill him.
0: Like, I hope Justin actually shows up because, like, I'm a Chuck Sightsinger fan right now because that was a hilarious B, but. Man, he had to do whatever he had to do to win. <laughs> Chucked his you know? helmet and out I, into the grass. He gets round
3: yeah, up, doesn't he? Jesus. What
0: do you do? That's <laughs> against a professional team. I love the way they're immediate. They're forcing people to take sides, right? Yeah. I just this is great television, dude.
1: Swanstrom's a professional team. Do Lizzie's they get, a professional? team. They like choose sides. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, oh. i'm gonna go ahead and tell you, oh, though. you don't want to do my hey, ass ain't listen. walking over to big run country run when he on. tells me to come get some that
0: run away nope. from big country Eric, like, run away from big country
1: anybody that wears like work boots or what's it what's he wearing you wear that to the drag strip
0: red yeah, wings he's ready he's yards, ready to stomp no. a mud hole
1: at any moment <laughs> <laughs> gotta make sure you got those those uh waiters on do we call those
2: yeah, I mean, I'm not... He's barefoot again. We're in no horseshoes.
0: shoes. I just text Justin. I said, of course, Daddy Dave shows up on time. Jeff Lutz on time, right?
2: Clay
3: Milliken.
0: Clay Milliken.
2: Lyle. You could, throw, you could throw a good jab right here and ask him, say, and throw something in about him being laid on the tree right there.
0: True. <laughs> like, hey, man. No, you're not big on being on time.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
0: dude, oh, real quick, one of my favorites, so uh, I was in, where's it at, uh, Jason, the 8th mile track in Alabama, not Alabama International, Steel, Steel Alabama, I was in Steel Alabama testing with Shannon Jenkins, this has been like quite a while ago, 08 maybe. And uh, Shan's like, hey, when we go for lunch, we're going to this place. They got the best food. So we go there, and he went, it's like just these really cheap, easy cheeseburgers and like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, the thick fries. JT, you like them. Steak fries. Not steak fries. What? No, yeah. like the ones you'd get at a concession stand.
3: Oh, crinkle cut?
0: Crinkle cut fries. Thank you. And it's crinkle cut fries and a cheeseburger. And I'm like Shannon, a fry
3: expert. Yes, you're the French
0: fry expert. Um,
5: <laughs> so
0: he literally, <laughs> so Shannon, he, in between puffs on a Marlboro light, you know, he's got that. He kind of gets it over here, lays it down, takes a bite of the thing, goes, Wes, is that on time? And it's, that was like on time. It's like, yeah, man, that burger is right on time. You
3: know? Man, he's I miss my the Marlboro. Coolest life. dude
0: alive. <laughs> Do you? Oh so yeah. how long have you been not smoking, JT?
3: Almost two years. Wow. Are you J- still chewing this the shit out of those toothpicks?
0: This is uh, a true Yeah, text. I choose
3: toothpicks and yeah, you gotta, you gotta chew a This is bit, what too. Justin
0: Swanstrom just said. What do you say? Give me thirty eating a salad real quick.
3: <laughs> well, somebody said in the comments the only thing he's not late for is is food. eating a salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, salad. I call
1: bullshit on this.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: What about Marilla? We've got him coming on later, right?
0: Yeah, he'll be here before long. He's on a conference call. Man. People are going to hold our feet to the fire. They're like, man. Trying well, he's to, he's trying on to the West Coast, Marilla. right? Where's he? Where uh, no, he told me, I texted him. I said, hey, man, are you going to be home? Uh, but he's driving between Florida and wherever they're headed next. Uh, or excuse me,
2: no, they're, Louisiana yeah, they're headed and Florida.
1: On a conference yeah, call. To... He must be on like that Saudi Arabia time zone where you got to do conference calls at 2 a.m., on a bus. Yes. Right. Here's bus. a question,
3: Lyle. Lyle. Would you ever uh, consider? No, oh, that's this isn't the one I was getting. But uh, would you, you ever consider r- getting a uh, big tire, no prep King's car?
0: He's planning on it.
3: Yeah, we're talking about it.
2: Um, Bam. I thought I thought we had a definite breaking uh, news. Breaking. I think we had. A, I thought we had a definite end for next year. Um, but that didn't quite work out. So, uh, but it's still in the works. If that's um, the one,
0: I think it is shocking
2: we uh i'm not going to be able to go straight into the invitational like i had
3: hoped uh um, there's a lot of guys racing their way in this year yeah. so, you know like and i, I mean i think
2: that's probably the fair way to do it right i mean i don't yeah, think absolutely. it's necessarily fair that i would just walk in there and get to go to the invitational so um yeah we're talking about trying to do a little bit of it i won't i will not run the full season um with NHRA Pro Mod and and other stuff there's no way I could do that but you may see me a couple of times next year.
0: Well, and if uh if somebody wants it to happen, it's a it's a check away because
2: now that's a fact.
0: Sport, I mean the the whole sport wants to see Lyle on a show like this. I mean, I've actually
2: I mean, got I have the car, we have the car um and all the means necessary to put the engine combination and everything. I literally have everything to put the car together. Uh, and show up. I mean, we could literally have the car done in a few months. Um, but, yes, if somebody out there is looking to get in there and they would like to team up with someone like myself, uh, we do have everything ready. Uh, just the financial part of it is a hold up.
0: Speaking of the financial part, Lyle, we've been talking a lot the last couple of months about how much money you've been able to make with beer money fill us in on that. I mean, it's an amazing how many, like, I mean, you can race pretty much anytime you want with a car like that for what? Five, 10 grand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've literally made a second, like a secondary salary with that car this year. Literally. I mean, I've made 24 grand. Something no. like that. Right nope. at 25. Oh, here
0: he is. Really? Right, here he yep. is. Oh, but- there he
2: what is. You eating a salad in your truck?
0: There's no chance you're eating a salad. Anymore. I am. I
4: just walked out of the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, go finish it and come back. You, you, you I got, I got 150 people texting me right now saying, "Get on, get on, get on." So I stop eating, so I can come get Real on. Real quick.
0: You want to know why? Because
4: we run shit. Just in case you were wondering, we run. Yeah, you're
2: a part of our show. We're not a part of yours.
4: Y'all are are pretty damn important because I literally put the food down to come out here. Uh That is a thing. What what kind of salad was it? Take us
0: through that menu choice. The Caesar salad, dude. Uh, We have the best Caesar
4: salad here in town. Cedar or Caesar? Caesar. Oh, okay. I I wasn't
0: sure.
4: I was just (laughs) double checking. I eat nothing else but a, a Caesar salad. Just because okay. I look like this, I still try to eat somewhat healthy. <laughs>
3: no,
2: I, I
4: don't. You look good. <laughs> yeah. good. We feel you. Blame, blame the parents. It's genetics. <laughs> but, we're just, we were like just talking
2: of, about how uh, – or I was talking about how if I was in Chuck's shoes at the top end and your dad looked at me and said, come over here and get you some, I would not go over there and get me none of nothing. <laughs> nah, they got, they
4: got <laughs> that ain't happening. The, they, they were in the heat of the moment. I was trying to – Tell my mom and dad to get away. There was no point in arguing. He won the race. It it is what it is. I knew that was going to make it on the TV show. I mean, it was cool. I was glad that they showed everything. They they could have showed him backing up longer. Uh, I sat there on the uh, starting line for four minutes and thirty seven seconds. Wow! I almost what a what a uh, uh... oh
0: no! You will have to come back. Someone tried to call you.
4: (laughs) I know how this works. I basically, yeah. There you go. Oh, no, there he is. All right. All right so, uh, somebody was trying to call me. But anyways, uh, with the fuel that was in the car, we uh, basically ran out of fuel and it leaned the motor out and everything. And we ended up hurting a piston that run. I wasn't yeah. mad that he jumped. I didn't care about that. I just, the whole tactic of, and it's actually a rule in it. And I knew the rule, but it, I didn't want to be an asshole. Uh, I could have got him disqualified because even in NHRA rules, and y'all probably don't even know for NHRA, but... Once you come through the burnout box, you have two minutes to light that first ball. There's a lot of people that don't know that, um, but we go off of NHRA rules as well. So, when you go through the burnout box, when the second driver goes through the burnout box to start their burnout, they have two minutes to light the ball. Well, <laughs> hypothetically, uh, that didn't happen. I didn't call them out on it. Um, so, he didn't get disqualified. I only got five points for the race, but I went on about my day. Uh, I went to the next race. We ended up doing well.
0: Okay. That uh, but.
4: uh yeah, no, nah, that I knew that was gonna be all going down like that. And Chuck, he apologized later on. What what was going on? Like I told him, I wasn't mad that he guessed. It was just the point of fucking sitting there and uh, and waiting for him to back up and and uh, four things. Yeah. I got four things.
0: So first what? thing, what are you gonna say, Mike? I didn't oh. say anything. Oh, okay. Um, first thing, we want to dive into this whole deal with not
4: wearing shoes ever, but we'll wait for a second. Um, second is that a zephyr hills florida thing dude i i tell you if i could go barefoot i could i wish i not i can't change this camera around but i'm in flip-flops right now (laughs) so is
0: that like what's that about like do you have like some connection to the Flintstones? is it like is it is it deep? i
4: I grew up i grew up uh with my parents construction company so like throughout high school and all that i didn't i didn't get spring breaks or summer breaks and all that I, i i went to work with my dad that's an awesome so
0: story. I've
4: wore I've wore boots and jeans all the way up till I quit uh, about six months ago and decided I wanted to take YouTube and social media on full time. And from that point forward, I told myself I wouldn't wear a pair of uh, uh, boots ever again. And that awesome. is an awesome. That's story. awesome. Love There's it. a lot of people that don't know, but I'm saying I have it. I don't wear jeans and I don't wear boots. You you won't catch me in a pair of fucking jeans and you won't catch me in a pair of
0: boots. So I, I had a guy that tell that. me one time. No, that's that is an amazing. We, we need to write that story for the magazine. <laughs> because yeah, because that that's be an fun. incredible story. That's great.
4: We, we're doing we're doing great right now with a uh, whole swan production. Everything's working good on it. But I haven't worn nothing since. I've got a little bit better. I wear I wear sneakers now at the no prep events and stuff. But uh um and then like if we go to like a radio race or whatever, you have to wear shoes and all that. But for the most part, I will always be in either sandals, some gym shorts, and. uh Either a swan gang or just a swan t-shirt. That's basically my apparel.
0: That is way better of a story than I was expecting. It's awesome. And I, we sure. could talk for like three hours about that. But I was going to I, – secondly, a minute ago I said I was a Chuck Seitzinger fan. Like I appreciated the antics, but I kind of want to pull that back because I didn't realize four minutes and 37 seconds, you know, when you start – you know, we all know the small fuel cells. Most of these cars run front-mounted fuel cells. Have become popularized the last decade or better. Like, that's crazy. I I hate to hear that you guys hurt that thing, leaning it out. Like, yeah, and I, I just and wanted I to kind them, of clarify. It was
4: more. It was more. And I even I even told higher up in. Um, it was more of a safety deal. I mean, like I said, and I even brought I brought Lyle up throughout this whole deal. And nothing against Lyle, great driver and everything. But he had his accident a couple years ago. Caught on fire. It's a big deal. That's the biggest fear of mine is being on fire. I, I've i had explosions, but I've, I've never been on fire. Um, I hope, pray to God, knock on wood, nothing ever happens. I don't ever do that. But like I told them, what happens if you leaned it out or did something and the motor exploded and the whole car caught on fire? What kind of position would you have been in then? Yep. Because you yeah. decided you wanted to play games, which is right. cool. I understand that. And you'll see later on in the season, me and Chuck run again, and you'll see how I run the race. That's what a lot of people don't see, where you'll see me and Chuck face off again later on in the season, and people will see how I run the race the second time and how it goes down. But it was more of a strategy deal. But at the end of the day, I told him I didn't care about the full jump, but it was more of a safety deal of possibly catching on fire and all that. And he understood that, too. He completely sent me an apology text and everything going on, and we moved on from that point. I mean, everybody out there, we're all there to race. We're all there to have fun. Um, we, we talk shit. We have fun with everybody. But at the end of the day, everybody's there to race. And I feel like I have a pretty good relationship with all of them. Um and I, even though I'm there to cut everybody and win every single race, but everybody's there to do the same thing I am. So it's a it's a win-win lose-lose situation. But I learned at that point from that uh that team and everything going on, and I moved on from it. They moved on from it, and everything's good now. okay. Listen, <clears throat> a couple things, Justin. Look at me. I told you this.
0: Three years ago, you were going to be a fucking superstar. Like, you've got it. My God, you do a good job at this stuff. I told you this is—it's incredible what you're doing. You're—it's insane. Uh, I'm so proud of you. But secondly, and I'm not just blowing smoke. Like, you're—you're—you you're, do such a great job telling these stories and like letting us know more and more and more about you. You can probably write a book at this—a uh, book on this—at this point. But it's how how have you been able to, like, be okay with all these guys? This is something that we see a lot in drag racing. It gets kind of, you know, uh, frowned upon. Mike and I talk about it all the time. We love a good staging duel. We love a good burn down, whatever. But like, where does it come from? Because we heard your dad say this a couple weeks ago about Ryan Martin and Kai Kelly. Like, hey, he's mad at us right now. But he's gonna get over it. And the heat of the moment, the points that everybody's stressed out. Where did you guys get this forgiving kind of nature? Because it's pretty
4: refreshing. Um to me, I I'm a little bit different than a lot of people. I don't I'm not one to hold grudges. Uh I mean, I'm I'm nice to everybody. The 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 best way I could put this is I guess uh I'm the nicest person you'll ever meet until I get screwed over. When I get screwed over, I'm the most vindictive and crucial person you ever meet. And nobody will ever beat me on the internet. The internet is my domain. I can <laughs> come up with shit. Like, it. just you will not beat me on the internet when it comes to that. And I hate embarrassment. So anybody that ever tries to embarrass me on the internet, just guarantee you, I don't really fucking care. I will post whatever it is. So people really know that now. So they, they they don't fuck with me on the internet. But to answer your question, I don't look too far into it. I'm there to race. I'm there to have fun. Um, I love racing, so I don't I don't hold grudges. I don't uh, I don't try to get back at people. I just go on and do my day uh, thing. I, my parents have raised me. I've I played football. I've went to combines. I've I've been in a lot of tournaments and everything. I win gracefully. I lose gracefully. If I lose, I got to figure out how to get better. I come back the next race, which people will see that throughout the season. When we win, we lose, we're, we're, we're okay with it. I mean, we fucking grenaded the motor, put it back together, drove 42 hours and went out first round in a race, but it was all right. It is what it is. I should have been better at that day. I would have been all right with it. But, uh, um, a lot of people, a lot of people try to hold grudges and try to get mad at people. I'm, I'm like, I'm big on if it ain't kind of, if it ain't making me money or if it's not really important. I really don't care. Like, like people get mad at me about my post on Facebook, and that's what I try to tell people. When I make a post on Facebook, when I hit when I hit post, I've done already. Forgot about it. Like, it's done and over. <laughs> I have to come back and read the post to figure out. Like, I just make posts just to one. I like to make people laugh. I like to entertain with people. So I will literally put posts out there that makes people interact with it. I will misspell shit so people can go on there and spell it right for me. But at the end of oh, the day, interaction. <laughs> like, I stuff, and that's what people don't understand is i do stuff to make people one laugh, Have fun and be able to come interact and and they argue with you like like i i explained it to my dad one day cuz he he kind of he texted me anytime i post something that is misspelled on Facebook, my dad is the first one to send me a text and say, he'll go, you got to spell it this way. And I said, no, just wait. And it'll have two fucking comments on it about how it's misspelled. Or, like, I made a post. I told him, I said, it's to the point now where, like, I made a post and it said, uh, it's pretty crucial, but it said, do you stand up or do you sit down when you take a shit? Yeah. The dumbest thing ever, but there was a thousand comments on it. And I actually was entertained by it because there was a lot of people that had to figure out if they sit down or if they stand up while they <laughs> <laughs> the, dumbest, oh, shit. the dumbest stuff ever, but people interact with it and they have fun with it. And I've learned a lot about people that can relate to it. So the post that I make, and that's why I say like even yesterday, I, I, had, I had time on the way home. And this woman, she's been following me around for the last couple months. She comments on everything that I do. And I have never I have never blocked somebody in my life, and I'll never block anybody. I tell people all the time, I love living on the internet, so I will have fun with anybody. But I literally made a post and I told her, I said, I feel like I got ass cologne on because she follows me around everywhere. And she got upset, blah blah blah. I made a couple posts about her and then she blocked me. Like the fun was over with at that point because I got blocked by her. And I told her. <laughs> I even made another post, and I'm like, "Well, the fun's over with. Now I got to figure out what I'm what I'm going to do now." But <laughs> <laughs> no, my post, my post
3: won't that relationship's <laughs> over.
4: That relationship's <laughs> over. Well, it's funny because oh, I hi. see
0: that, like in the, uh, you'll see it in the yeah. UFC. Not hey, West, give, give me one minute. Hold, yeah. On, yeah. hold on, he's on yeah. live right now.
5: Uh,
3: probably didn't pay for your
0: seat. All right, we'll salad. figure that out. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> no, it was so funny because I could almost hear what the dude was saying. No, it was. Um, What was I saying? Oh, it's like the UFC. Like Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier are promoting a fight. And they're calling each other names and saying stuff about each other's wives and blah, 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 blah. But then they climb into a ring and they fight each other. And you at the end of it, not always,
4: but you're able to say, hey, man, we're promoting a fight. That's our job. We're entertainers. And and that's all it is. You're just a promoter. That's why I try to tell – And I even try to tell a lot of these other racers, they get upset with me and they get and they like they take it to heart. And after I tell them, I said, if you decide you want to take it to heart, that's on you. Me personally, I really don't care. But if you want to take it to heart, that's it. But like the Conor McGregor, he's great at promoting. Another person I love that's great at promoting and a lot of people don't like him is Jake Paul. He's now doing all these boxing there. And I actually took this from Jake Paul. Whenever Jake uh, flipped uh, Floyd Mayweather's hat off, he come out (laughs) with a shirt and a hat that said, got your hat. Yeah, that's where I got the idea from. When Kai said Justin was a snitch, I just put it on a fucking T-shirt and made $10,000 in a day. And like I told them, it was easy because I was just able to do it. And I didn't have to do nothing. Now I put out another shirt that says Justin's snitch. And I offered to everybody and I said, if you pay for this shirt at a discount price, we will send it to Kai Kelly's house. There's over 500 (laughs) 500 shirts ready to go to Kai Kelly's house right now.
0: When do I get that's mine? Awesome. I ordered one. Yes. I
4: ordered one. Hand They're, to God. Oh, I man. like Kai, but I ordered one. They start. They start shipping out on Friday.
3: Oh, that's and awesome! Shout out dude. to our
4: boy Scott <laughs> Bathurst at Classic Graphics handles all of our apparel needs. As does he, Justin Swanstrom's Swan Gang. Um, so everything it, everything mm. going on. That's why I just to tell. You. Anything that I do is, and I feel like, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or nothing, but I feel like that has put me in the positions that I am in today, and has allowed me. To do another thing that I've seen yesterday, uh, there was a lot of people that has been watching the first couple episodes, and they're like, "Well, you you need to quit talking. You need you're the newcomer in. You need to uh you need to act like such and such." And I basically just put a post out there. I said that's why nobody will remember their name. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie Troy, but like I've seen, I said that's why nobody will remember their name. I mean, I feel like I have brought in a different uh, deal coming into the NPK. There's a lot of people that don't like it, but I love it. I tell people all the time, and I've even told Wes Buck the best promoter in the world is Vince McMahon. Half the people have to love you, half the people have to hate you. At the end of the day, they're all gonna watch you. So it doesn't matter to me. I got the same people that has been talking shit for two years still commenting on every video of mine right now, still talking.
0: I mean, and that's the win,
4: right? I mean it's I win.
0: I win in the the win. What do you kind of feedback do you get? I saw you interacting with Sam Corcus. Uh, the producer of No Prep King, Street Outlaws, all this stuff, the, the kind of man with the plan behind the scenes. I saw him interacting with you, you know, talking to you about going and engaging your fans. What what have you learned from Sam? Because clearly a man with a vision takes no shit off anybody. You can tell – you look around up there on the starting line and Sam can make something happen with the nod of his head. It's impressive.
4: Yeah. Um, what what have you learned from Sam? I've learned a lot. Um, I mean, I, 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 I have – I talk to him on basically on a regular basis. He 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 guides me the best way he can. One thing I like about Sam is that he'll tell you, he'll tell you straight up. There's no there's no hiding behind it. He's gonna let you know, hey, this is a good idea, or hey, this ain't a good idea. But he's not gonna ever tell you, don't go do that. If you decide you want to do that, you're your own person. You're gonna you're gonna do it if you want to. So, um, and then being able to interact and uh, uh, not letting stuff get to you, which I already had that kind of. Uh, uh, motive and all that coming into the deal But I've already And I've, I've had a few people from the show Actually call me because They have acted out on the show And people, the fans are Like just digging them in And, and I, they're like well what do I do I'm like just don't respond or, or respond if you want to But I mean like at the end of the day if you, if you show If you show that you I'm not saying that you don't show you don't care But if you show that they they're getting to you. They're not going to quit. They're going to get no different than me. Like if I do something like right now, I got Kai Kelly so damn pissed off at me. I know it's getting him. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep digging in uh, every day. Pat and you see all of them. I, I love them. I'm cool with all of them. But right now they're in like a little butt hurt stage, and I know it's aggravating them. So I'm going to keep on making posts. I'm going to keep on throwing the little daggers out there, and I'm going to let people run away with it. But at the end of the day, I just tell people all the time, like, it's just it, – it's got to figure out what you want to get out of this deal. And I already know what my my goal is at the end to figure it out. I just have to put in the work to be able to get there. I got to ask um, both of you guys,
0: Lyle, uh, Justin, you guys have both had breakout seasons, right? I mean, you both had success in small tire racing. You've both done your thing in various, various venues. But, you know, Lyle, you just scored an NHRA Pro Mod uh, victory in Dallas – incredible performance you got two wins under your belt this year uh justin and no prep kings competition like how how grateful are you guys and lyle i'll let you go first but like how grateful for you are you guys for this moment i mean a year ago we weren't racing we didn't know when we'd get to go racing again to have this kind of year where you've kind of put your Put your flag, planted your flag in the sport of drag racing. What's it been like to have that in 2021, Lyle? You, you you go first,
2: dude. I mean, if starting with last year, you know, when I thought that maybe we w- we wouldn't be racing this year, you know, and and last year was such an up and down year, and races getting canceled, the entire No Prep Kings deal pretty much being squashed, you know, for the most part, um, you know, for the, for us to to be able to come out and then obviously be not really knowing until the end of last year what my plans were to, you know, to go out and, and break out in the NHRA Pro Mod and, and and do what we've been able to do has been just unbelievable, you know, and, and we're we're still able to do it. You know, we talked about the no prep Kings fans earlier, you know, but the fact that I know people had a rough year last year and maybe didn't quite make you know the 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 money that they usually make and weren't able to do what they wanted to do but the fact that they're still spending their hard-earned money to come and watch us race and keep us going is huge man and i'm you know very grateful for one for the opportunity and two for the fans who still spend their weekends to come out watch us do what we do because that's you know at the end of the day we're in the entertainment business and that's they are the reason we get to do this so it's just cool you know to to be a part of of any form of racing but for me myself to be to run an NHRA Pro Mod is just you know a a dream come true obviously and I'm super grateful for all that are are involved and have been involved to get me to where I'm at.
0: Justin you you just talked about growing up on job sites wearing work boots and blue jeans what's it mean to you to have the success that you've had in 2021 racing for a living being an influencer for a living uh
4: how good does that feel in this moment? um i mean for sure i'm nowhere near where i want to be i mean I, I always try to strive to do bigger and better things um i'm a lot farther ahead than i was two years ago whenever i started uh the whole swan Productions and swan gang deal uh there was a lot of people that talked shit said it would never work it would uh You'll never be able to make it successful. The YouTube channel will never be successful. You'll never go run MPK. You'll never be on TV. There was just so many. Like, I have a video whenever I hit a certain amount of subscribers. It's already made. Um, I'm just adding on as I go. So, anybody that, like, talks shit, I, uh, I screenshot everything. I probably have 18,000 screenshots. <laughs> So, like there will be one of these days. It may be a year from now, five years from now. It don't matter, but a video will drop that will go viral, and it'll it'll explain the whole entire story. But uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm cool with what everything's going on. Uh, give me one second. I, I love I love what I do. Uh, and speaking like what Lyle said, the fans is what makes me keep going and doing it. Uh, when we when we exploded the motor in Virginia, the following weekend we had to be in Idaho. And uh, I'm not too smart on uh, the whole sort of map and the uh, United States map and everything, but it is on the other side of the fucking world. So... <laughs> I exploded a motor, I come home, I text my dad, I let him know, I said, I'm going to fix it, Uh, whatever it costs, I need to make it in Idaho, Um, which we did, we tore the motor apart, I had to send a car to the chassis shop, Cameron had to fix it, we worked day and night, we left, uh, I think it was Wednesday Wednesday afternoon and drove 42 hours to make it to Idaho. And that's like I told him and Lyle just said it too. It all comes down to the fans. At the end of the day, people literally pay or or save up all year long and pay hard earned money to come see us. So there were so many people that were upset that I wasn't going to make Idaho. I told my dad, I had to try it. If I don't make it, so be it. But we did, we made it, we made it all the way out there and we, we, uh, We screwed the poots, and we went out first round. But I was able to make it out there. I was able to beat all the fans. I was able to have fun with it. And I've been uh, uh, fortunate enough to be able to make every race this season so far uh, going up into the finale race. And I think that speaks a lot for a lot of people. Uh, I... I do all this out-of-pocket uh, for – I have a few small small sponsors that that help out and everything. But I uh, – and there's a lot of other people that do it out-of-pocket too. So me and my dad, we came over to the agreement. If I was going to back away from the company, uh, he, would, he would support with the fuel in the rig. But that was it. I have to cover everything else, plane tickets, hotels, any kind of parts for the engine, anything to do with the chassis shop. I have to do that. And that's where my fan base comes in, and I tell them every day, and I do mean it, I'm appreciated by them because they're what keeps this thing going, Uh, watching the videos, comments, likes, everything. And that's another reason why I don't block people, and I don't care what people say, because at the end of the day, when they throw a like on it, or when they throw a dislike, or if they throw a comment on it, I'm still getting paid to be able to still keep doing what I'm doing and go out and do what we have to do. So. I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get better. We have another car being built. Um, we are. Yeah, gonna, I was going to ask
1: about that. I saw, we saw the post. We're getting a lot of comments asking about. We saw the post. The handshake you and yeah. Cameron Johnson for next so, year. So, can you can you drop any knowledge on us about uh, what's in store for next year?
4: Um, yeah, we. Ha- I sealed a deal yesterday. Uh, we're gonna. We are. We will have another car built. Um, I can't go into details of what all it's going to be because we, I got posts lined out. Uh, I am reaching out to people. And I will say that running good this year in the NIMP BK and being tied in second has opened up a lot of doors to a lot more sponsors. Now, a lot of people weren't looking at me last year, uh, now that are looking at me and I I've talked with a few and I've already lined up a few and I've already let them know that, uh, how, how I post on Facebook, how I post on social media, it's just <laughs> not gonna, gonna change. change. They, yeah. have to, they have to be able to accept it. Uh if they don't wanna be on on board, I fully understand and a hundred percent that's okay. But one thing I think that's got going for me is that I've never changed for nobody. I I I just how I am is is what it is. And it's more, I wanna say unique and it's more relatable to people. Um there's there's some people that do get big corporate sponsors and they have to wear a suit and tie every day and i i I just can't i can't be that person so i would just be boring me neither it would just go (laughs) down the road so like i've seen lyle like when he won when he won his race he was out there drinking uh yingling and all that yeah that's what i did like i i won the texas race and first thing i did was fucking shotgun a beer and then i turned around shotgun another one well <laughs> people out there that didn't like it. There was a couple Karen's oh, and a few Steves that I were did. were not okay with it. Karen's <laughs> and Steves. So at the end of the day, but yeah, we're gonna oh, build a new man. car. Uh we also are I haven't told nobody this yet, so we also are gonna go to the street as well. Um oh, cool. So we'll be we'll be doing that in the future. Uh just gotta get everything lined out. Uh but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that's gonna be happening here in the next Month and then a lot of new shit will be happening in the next six months.
0: That's Kilder. awesome. That's good Congratulations, hear, Justin. And let me tell you, ask real quick, and I'll let you go finish this cedar
4: salad. Um, <laughs> it's fucking you... gone by now. It's, it's not it's really gone. the lettuce is yeah. already brown. turned shit brown. shit is wilted. <laughs> um,
0: the last thing, have you gotten any, like, have you heard back from any of the, like the YouTube channels and some of those guys that you've tagged? You mentioned Jake Paul earlier. Obviously, Jake and Logan Paul are like, the ultimate in YouTube, famous ultimate in YouTube, uh, uh, influencers, but you've tagged a lot of these guys and you've kind of reached out to a lot of these people. Um, what's the one dude, Michael do it, or Steve will do, what's that guy's name? Yeah. Steve will do it. Steve will do it. Have you heard back from any of those guys?
4: I I have. Uh, and I think that's, that's the good thing about social media, even though I'm not that big right now, when you have, when you have fifty thousand comments, that are the same thing. Somebody realizes, hey, there's something going on. So, um, and that's where I thank my fans for doing that. I have reached out to uh, Steve. will do it. Um, I have talked with him. We we are possibly going to work on some shit for next year. We'll see how it goes. Um, and when I say when I say speak to him, it's more like speaking to an assistant manager type deal, but it still goes through him. Hey man, um, it feels like victory to me. Yeah, there's a few people that I have uh, I have talked with. Um, there was a company like uh, I was gonna I was gonna hook up with this big co- company and that's kind of where I found out the whole corporate side of things was they wanted they wanted like seven posts a day you had to be at this place at this time this place at that time you had to do a short video long video blah 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 at the end of the day it just wasn't with everything that I had going on it wasn't worth it for me for the little bit of money that they were gonna that were, they were gonna put into the operation uh, I could make more money doing it. Different ways than for, for that deal there. So, but uh, yeah, I've reached out to a few people, um, and we'll see how things go. I, I, I hope, I hope the TV ratings. Um, everybody keeps telling me that your social media is going to skyrocket once you get on TV, and we're only three or four episodes in, and it, it, it's done well. It's 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 growing, it's getting bigger. So hopefully, I can finish the season out strong. Um, I can keep on pushing my social medias and go into next year with that much better, and uh, try to see if we can can even do better next year. We'll have a two car deal uh, going for me to be able to, I tell people all the time, MPK is probably the only organization out there that you can make money from racing. Um, I did a lot of racing. I've done, I've been from grudge racing all the way up to radio versus the world. And everybody will tell you there, there's, there's, there's no way to make money in that, in that type of sport. I'm not trying to say it to knock anybody or anything going on, but for the first time and my 10, 11 years of racing, I officially have made money this year actually racing. So it's an awesome actually,
3: thing, man. Yeah, that is great.
0: It is a great thing. And that's, I mean, that's the goal. That's the goal. Well, go eat dinner, brother. Go no, eat I'm good. I'm, I'm already out here oh, okay. now. You might as well okay. ask all the questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I just didn't want to run you off. Um, it feels like there's a lot of guys that have, like, come out of the woodwork. Um, for this deal, like, it seems like every episode I'm going, man, I didn't know this guy was doing, uh, no prep. I've never heard of this dude or whatever. And that's no shot at anybody. I'm just saying like these people, are you guys surprised there's not more of that? Like being that anybody can enter outlaw big tire, it's like 200 bucks to enter three grand to win. I know that's not like a million dollars. But like that's better than a lot of races, pay. And man, in front of a surprised? big crowd
1: too. In front and, of a yeah, large you crowd, you can sell merch. I mean,
0: I mean, I'm surprised. Do you are you surprised that there aren't more cars that show up? Lyle, we look like we've lost you. Are you there? Or are you just watching the show? I'm watching the show, <laughs> man.
4: <laughs> oh,
1: in the zone.
0: I feel like he needs to go get that
3: drink.
4: I feel. I know I, do. People, I feel like there's a lot of people that feel uh, they should they should just go ahead and get the the invite they should go ahead and already be in the invitational and not have to put in the work and that's where people get wrong um at the end of the day um i love sam and everything that he's done for me it's been phenomenal but i need i need street outlaws and i need the show the show don't need me and that's why i tell everybody all the time they they can find a hundred of me i just so happily have stuck out and i feel like i've done well and they they have asked me to come run this year and that's how it is and that's why i tell people all the time come run the future class if you're if you're uh if you're somebody that's good and you're good for tv and you can race well you'll do well but if you're just an average joe and and you have no excitement like i love the people like when the camera comes to them and like they want some kind of controversy they're just like they don't have it like if they go are you gonna talk shit about that guy over there they're like nah he's He's a great dude and he's an awesome racer, and he's faster than me. That shit's not going to sell. That's right. how it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what we get everywhere else. So it's got to be different. You've got to bring And it's already
4: race of them.
1: Yeah. You're talking about sponsors. And I think that uh, Chuck, in that first round matchup, he said, Yeah, I guess a professional race team. You know, and you just went through all the reasons why you guys are not a professional race team. Right. Really, there aren't really any professional race teams out there. There's just ones that appear to have more sponsors than others. What's the kind of breaking point between maintaining the appearance of it being? Uh, uh, you know street cars and uh, I don't want to say amateur teams but not professionally sponsored teams and then like you're talking about sponsors for next year what kind of discussions do you have like with discovery or anything or is that is that something that they're they're allowing more of or is it something that we're going to see more of as time goes on and it's just a natural progression or or how does that how does it's that all worked. shake out
4: I mean I, I listen, Sam and them—they allow—they allow us to do whatever they whatever we want. Um, We're—if—if if we're in the wrong, again, i have already gotten a text before too. But you'll get a text. You'll be let known that you're in the wrong. Um, with what's going on, but. I mean, for, if you can go out and get your sponsors, like like Chuck, um, he's sponsored by Kicker, which right. is bigger than any sponsor that I have. And that's what – like, I just sit back – that's another thing. Like, there's people right now that's on the internet. They're like, are you mad about what Chuck said? I'm not mad at all what he said online. I know it's not true. I know I pay for the operation. Everybody that's on my team and nobody gets paid to come work on the team like I tell everybody and even my guys know I I appreciate them and I love them working with us but at the end of the day I can do it by myself and I can do it with me and my dad as well but it's cool to be able to be with them bond with them and, and spend time so that's what makes it awesome I love winning a race for them and yes I pay for all the hotels I pay for all the food and all that but nobody gets a paycheck from me or my dad to be able to come race with us so everybody that you see that's on our team for the last 10 years is all a volunteer deal I you pick up
3: the bar to, tab too.
4: I've had to get rid of somebody. What'd you say?
3: Do you pick up the bar tab too?
4: Yeah. Whenever we go uh, out, I'm, I mean, put, I, I, okay.
3: I'll send. I'll send you my application.
4: I, <laughs> take, I, I, take, I take care. I take care of a, a lot of things. I mean, but I also I know, I know that they'll none of them will ever take advantage of what what I do and all that. And they they greatly appreciate it. We're all from the same little small town, and that's why I tell you all the time. I'm from a I'm from a shithole Zephyr Hills, Florida uh it's it's a small small town that a lot of people don't know about um and we've turned it on and and done some big things now i'm on tv and that's why i try to tell people all the time i mean it's 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 done well yeah uh but i mean it's
1: it's good to hear that i think that there's going to be some of that they're gonna have to allow some of that in for you guys to be able to make these deals work and to have cars like you got engines like you got whole operations rigs like you guys have got there's got to be some sponsors along with uh footing the bill so it's good to hear i think the whole deal they're they're smartly evolving along with it as far as what For they're sure. allowing
4: and and they understand they I understand that it takes money to win the race and right. it takes money to risk so going out and getting your sponsors if you can land them now yeah. there is a there's some out there that like you're not you're not allowed you can have them you're just not going to see a logo on the car because and that's a lot of the stuff that you'll see that's blurred out on tv or mm-hmm. Uh, a major like corporation sponsor because at the end of the day, it comes down to um, like maybe, maybe they're not getting paid or uh, yeah. There's it, a lot it,
5: of
0: it,
4: they're, politics. They're getting there. free. Just
0: how it should be. Yeah. But That's getting, how it should be.
4: Free, they're getting free advertisements. Of course the show is going to charge them a lot more for a right. 30 second uh, uh, preview or whatever on the show according to like what me and Lyle would charge them to be able to put a sticker on the car. Exactly. Yeah. So back that, door when to. that happens, they will put a stop to that. Now, right. very rarely. I haven't had none of that happen to me, but I'm just saying that it, it would, it could possibly happen and, and they will put a stop to it. They, either that or they'll just blur it out. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And then Didn't you, you, you buy a Tesla. You to- know <clears throat> did what? Didn't you buy a Tesla? I did. I'm an impulsive buyer. And I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I lose. How'd pay that, pay that
0: pay? go? Tell us about your Tesla.
4: I went, I uh I was literally laying in bed one night. This, I, I have some great stories. I was laying in bed and I was watching um uh, uh Joe Rogan and Elon Musk uh podcast. And I, I didn't really mean, know who Elon one. Musk was. So I started looking it up and I seen this whole Tesla deal and I seen a little preview and it, it said the car drives for you. And I said that's that's horse shit. So I went and bought one so I could see <laughs> if it really does. <laughs> i drove to Fort. i told my dad it was literally it was i I sent him a text in the morning he's like where are you going and i said i'm leaving i'm going to fort lauderdale it's like a four-hour drive i literally i uh i had to take my truck down to mike Starvino's because he lives down there and he does the big truck stuff so it kind of worked out great so i woke up i said you know what i'm gonna go buy this thing i have a little bit of funds right now let's go do it so i drove to fort lauderdale i dropped my truck off at mike Starvino's shop i went over to this place i paid for the tesla I let the Tesla drive me all the way back to Tampa. It drives me back. <laughs> let it drive me back. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool as shit. I what let a it drive chauffeur me the back to Tampa. <laughs> I say I, I kept it for like I don't know, two and a half, three months, and then I got bored and I decided to sell it. But yeah, I did purchase the Tesla.
2: Would you buy another one?
4: Ooh, um question probably and maybe Um, maybe the
2: maybe the badass one like that p100d or whatever it is the real fast one or now they have a new one it's i have
4: seven i had a 75d um at the time but i mean i i would problem was is i was using it as like to travel like to like georgia i drove it to south georgia for the racing uh racetrack at the time uh one of donald's races i drove it there and that's kind of where it gets it gets stupid because you have to stop somewhere you have to wait an hour while it charges and then you have to go so now i turned a 3 hour trip into a 5 hour trip yeah um thing yeah. thing when you leave and then uh, luckily there's a lot of charging stations but there is sometimes you get you get stranded and once that thing thing hits zero battery's dead it's done it's it's, it's stopped i'm, not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not, not we're
1: not ready for that as a as I'm a species we're not ready for no. that <laughs> can you if I, women I, learned, women can't keep their, their
4: it. uh it's and done enough done way.
1: I, I don't know about uh, you guys, but my old lady rides around with that thing on E all the time, and I don't think that'll work with the battery-powered car.
4: Well, no. I think if, you're, if you're driving in town, you'll go, wow, mine went 300 miles. That's what you were able to get out of it. Um, and then you would have to charge it up and, and do all that. So. I can see that it probably be in a money saver on fuel throughout the whole year if you're just driving around town or if you're like in a big town. But to take it on like a traveling trip, no, not happening.
2: Do you keep it long enough to have to do any kind of maintenance?
4: No. That's a great there's, question. There's literally no maintenance to it. That's one good thing about Tesla is that when you buy it, you get a seven-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. I did have one battery that went dead on me. Uh, I was out racing. I was gone for three weeks, and I did not know that the Tesla, even though it's off, it still it still uses power. Um, so. Uh, They uh they came out and there's no Tesla dealership like you can't take the Tesla to the dealership like they'll they'll come to your house and they'll fix whatever it is right there and then they're done and over with you have to set an appointment up on your phone at least when I owned it what did I do is get like a soldering iron out
5: and
0: and, and, like a big magnifying glass and just get after it it's It's like going to the
1: Genius Bar or whatever it's just a dude with a computer he shows up
0: oh you just like wrong driver.
1: Yeah.
4: Does this thing have the latest driver? Yeah. No, we got to
1: update. Software update. You need to update this.
4: Yeah. Hey, I tell you what though, they're pretty fast. I took it to the drag strip. Um, I went, I went ten, ten ninety four or something in a quarter mile, and then they have a ludicrous mode. The guy went eight, eight ninety seven or some shit. This should miles. be illegal. Well, I, I a Tesla.
2: You know, I raced that one on the Netflix show in Beer Money um that charles Coyer dude that with the tesla racing channel had that p100d um and i that's uh, in ludicrous mode that thing will run in the like you said i think they run in the eights in the dude quarter. it's crazy those things are heavy good. those things are super heavy too yeah they are and what'd you write in would you
3: write in in uh at fueltech west didn't, didn't they have one all hopped oh, yeah. up yeah yeah uh,
0: yeah anderson had one but it was it, it was stock it I'm was stock? just a stock one. They lowered oh, it because it didn't sit right. Yeah, but he's got that new
2: one back. though. He's got the new he one. He has that, a, like...
0: yeah. He has the plaid or whatever. Yeah, the plaid. That goes. yeah. those things run w- into well into the eights. I'm, it's. I find it funny because, like, if you talk to anybody who's ever sold cars at like a nice Chevy dealership, you, they have stories about somebody who bought a new Corvette and literally pulling it out of the parking lot, they wreck it knock the front end out from under it right especially like a z06 or a zr1 something that actually runs good i can't believe more people aren't dying in these things like that is a lot of car like for for sure that's a lot of car
3: that's how i lost my mom a while back
0: sorry
2: t
3: yeah i know yeah. I'm joking. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <that's God>. like, <laughs> I was about to take a bathroom break. <laughs> uh, the tension—I could, I could, I was literally got really uncomfortable for a second.
4: I was trying, uh, I was trying to hold a straight face. <laughs>
2: Such a jerk. I know that that uh, calls yeah. for another night in a South Carolina prison. Hell,
3: <laughs> I made a bunch of good friends there. Yeah, <laughs> JT would go I'm back. Sorry. JT's going oh, back for hey, a
4: reunion. So, hey, so Wes, um. So I'm reading the comments right now. I did. Uh, hold on. Who just said that? John asked me if I got stopped by the police in the Tesla. I did. I, uh, But I literally, I got out of the ticket. Elon Musk, shout out to him. Uh, the
0: Tesla. <laughs> Shut up. Shout, shout out. To shout Elon. out, Elon. <laughs> hey, shout out. You might be on Mars. I'm not Te- sure. But the, the hey, Tesla,
4: got you. The, Tesla, uh, you. the Tesla got caught doing 84 in a 70 mile an hour. Um, and I literally told the cop, like, because we did—I didn't. The Tesla got caught doing it. I wasn't driving. The Tesla was driving me. So the, it's not <laughs> like your we fault. fault. Yeah. we fought. It's not me. But the Tesla was driving, and it got caught by the cops. And I was just inside <laughs> the car. How'd that work out? The, I,
1: the victim of circumstance, man. That's what happened to West um, too. Same,
4: same.
0: Exact That's what happened in South Carolina.
3: Like, no. Nope. Yeah.
0: yeah. Same exact thing. Well, man,
3: if, the, if, those cars, if those cars could drive you, that's what I need,
4: that. dude. hey, It's crazy. <laughs> it'll blow your mind. Like, like you'll you'll be going down the interstate, and like when I was going home, it'll it'll get off at an exit. It'll stop at the red light. It'll make its turn where it's got to go. I could be in a restaurant, and it could be in the parking lot, and I'd get on my phone, and I would summon it to come pick me up at the front door. Summon
5: it. <laughs> summon it. <It's, laughs> that's
4: what that's what it says on yeah. your cell phone. I still got the Tesla app. I can still yeah. control the car. Night rider. Night rider. It, it says. It whoa, says, Summit, tell it where it to come. Whoa, like, whenever the guy, when I sold it, the guy that had it, he lived like, I don't know, 10 or 11 miles from me at his house. And I used to turn the heat all the way up. It was kind of an asshole move. But <laughs> I, I used to turn the heat all the way up and, and unlock the doors, and you could pop the trunk inside the house. Uh, <laughs> so oh, I no. got a text asking if the car was broke. And then I let him know that it was me. So then I, I logged out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You fessed up to it?
4: Uh, yeah. Dude, I, tell you, I like fucking with people. It's just how it is. I mean, some <laughs> people are just easy to mess with.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, shout out I to you, I imagine
2: anybody yeah. except for you that would buy a Tesla is probably easy to fuck with. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I had that's a Tesla. That's true, right? If I, it's gotta be.
4: About, if I had a Tesla. And I, I, listen, I, I say I'm old. I'm only 25. But if I had a Tesla when I was about. 19 to 21, I probably would have been in some trouble. Because I, <laughs> yes. I, I was a lot wilder back in the day, especially because they could drive for you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we could have went all around. You know how good... Listen, you, you look up... You know how great a date would have been that night? Because when you look up through the sunroof and it's all glass, the whole entire roof is glass, you can't see in... From outside, you can't see in. But from the inside, you can see out. So, like, you just see all the stars and shit while you're going down the road. Like, it's pretty cool setup. I, I like how they... They did it. He, shout out to Elon again. He he did great. Yeah. On the Appreciate you, yeah. Elon. You're great I'll on shoot the you a text in a got, little bit. Got me man. out of the ticket and everything.
0: So I'm not I'm not too mad at him about it. Somebody I'm tagging Elon Musk right now. <laughs> yeah. Elon, hit me up, bro. Let's hear. I just tried it. I don't know if it'll work to you. Shut. I just tried <laughs> at Elon Musk. He'll probably be like he's like He'll be Who's in this here. guy. He probably was he probably will actually. Justin, you say your you're minute. the baddest come young money. Who's the
4: fastest? Who's young money? I've Justin, already. been you say I've you're the dragged, baddest. I dragged your asses five years ago. That's old news. Uh,
2: <laughs> in what? Which car?
4: We were in uh Apocalypse. Uh no, it was Armageddon. Uh the the two thousand four Mustang. That was a cool car.
3: That was a cool yeah, car.
4: I've had, I've had a lot of cars. I've uh but I you that, have I, had I, a ton of cars. Lose yeah. interest. I tell people all the time. I mean, I'm an impulsive buyer, and I lose interest. I, I even told Cameron we sealed the deal yesterday. He's got a deadline. He's got to make. I probably have the bitch sold by the time he he gets it done, if he doesn't meet <laughs> his deadline. Like I already let him know. Like the te- the the Lexus almost got sold. If, if oh shit! Really? Oh yeah. Because I I, mean, I told him I said it's a, it's a deadline. Even though it only took him four months to build the car, and he's a lot faster than everybody else, but still, just some things just takes too long. Like, and I feel like. Probably, that's probably the reason why I probably don't have a girl for another. This shit just takes too long. Like, I, we gotta, we gotta speed, That's a fact. we got to speed the process up. That's what I told we're not. We're not on Earth for a long time. I'm only here for a good time. Let's keep it going.
3: He's a first date type of guy. Maybe not even a first date. Uh, <laughs> never uh, even make it there. Just, just meet me at the bar. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Bring I'm your
3: Tesla. Alive, yeah. yeah, bring your Tesla. I,
0: I'll,
3: I'll send my drive
1: Tesla. Lyle. Yeah. Lyle uh, summoned my Tesla to fossil. your house.
0: Super fossil says, Tell Lyle thank you for playing cornhole with me at Erica's party. He kicked my ass.
2: Yeah. There, there's a there's a lot of people in the especially in the NHRA pits today that can tell the same story about how after hours they thought they were gonna catch me on my off day. Nope. I'm,
4: wait, Took I'm them waiting them to for, the cleaners. I'm waiting for Lyle to come play me.
2: Are you like uh or, too.
4: so are you a, a cornholer? Yeah,
0: we play the shit's on ESPN you've probably got as good a chance of getting sponsored by like Jack Link's beef jerky. If you just went all in on cornhole. Yeah, do it. you have Jack- a do it.
2: chance. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Like a good Pardon? set of cornhole bags <laughs> is like
3: 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> now they don't make you good,
2: but you can at least look the part and that's half that, the battle. So it do does it. suck though. Yeah, when you okay.
3: show up to someone's party and they have bad bags you know it does and like, suck and there's like a little bit of a breeze so, and these things weigh like nothing the whole, like, there's
4: a little the hole hell? in it fucking yeah. so i'm, out. Out. Yeah. I'm one of those yeah i'm one of those guys that like, carries get your shit
3: together guys
2: i my carry God. my i carry my own bags like around and shit are true. they in like Ooh. a breeze case? No, they're not a briefcase, with <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do you want
0: me to get you a briefcase? No, I don't want no. to. Like no, like we'll a nice briefcases. foam no. inserts
4: you oh, carry them around just like, in case a cornhole game like breaks be like a mafia out. Mafia meeting? They're like, "What are you doing?" I'm, just, I'm just getting my bags out. I'm only yeah.
2: a cul-de-sac haircut away from being a complete tool if I start carrying my <laughs> cornhole bags around in it It's like with. the guy
3: that walks into a bar with with his pool stick. It's know? Yeah, like like one of those Robin Hood. Yeah. Sheets, you know, like he's yeah, gonna I go to the table and zip. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: it's so funny! I used I, to carry yeah, a, a couple, laid. a set of dice <laughs> with me. I used to sc- carry a couple of dice with me, just to dice with me. You never knew when something might pop off, you know. But
3: yeah, we didn't play Dungeons and Dragons like you though, Wes. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't spell oh. Dungeons. Yeah, I can. Um, but uh, seriously. I saw today on ESPN, this is no joke, uh, Chase Tag.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It was on yesterday during Wait, they're, football. They're playing tag yeah. on JT, ESPN. It would have been what? a better investment if you and I tag. flipped over to the uh, Chase like, championships like, rather than watch football Just yesterday. regular Absolutely. old, like, tag, you're it? Dude, yeah. that's
4: it. Hey, have you ever watched it? No. It's serious. Like, there's there's obstacles that you got to, like, run around. Yeah, and, oh.
2: it's like parkour So it's all, I was going to say tag. it's like parkour but yeah, it's like American, American Gladiators. Like,
3: Remember Dude, that?
0: Like, like, what, not like, parkour, JT. Calm down.
3: Oh, like, I was going to say, parkour.
4: whoa. <laughs> no,
0: parkour. <laughs> Just, yeah. Singular.
4: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, like I, a I sport. I've watched, I've watched some of the videos and they're wild with it.
0: It's kind of crazy, man, because I used to get super frustrated when drag racing didn't get the attention that it gets. And that's weird because I think maybe we should all be kind of grateful because I remember doing shows like this and writing editorials in the magazine, like losing my mind that drag racing wasn't anywhere to be found on TV. But you could watch World Series of Poker or Cornhole or some barbecue cook off or whatever. But my drag racers couldn't get any love. We've come a long way since then. I heard a thing this past weekend and I don't know how true it is but i did i tested it against my guide on direct tv dude discovery and motor trend there's a lot of racing content on tv right now tons, i mean like tons. you can watch a lot of cars doing burnouts right now it's kind dude, of go to,
3: like you go to the discovery app or whatever i mean it's just loaded with with uh motorsports right now For it's, sure. like, yeah, it's, all the, it's mostly stuff. all street outlaws i mean yeah. it's it's gold rush and street outlaws you know yeah yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. Basically. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's about it right now. Yeah. I, I, I had a question.
2: Her. I had a question earlier, uh, or backtracking and getting off the Tesla subject. But that's okay. Uh Justin, you talked about um earlier how the next time you race Chuck, which is later in the season, how you changed what you did and you know, not necessarily that you got out of your routine or whatever, but that you raced him in a different way. And and I was put in a similar situation in Dallas. Um, you know, what Justin Bond did, uh, there in the final was not illegal. It was per the rules, but maybe not exactly the way that we all think that he should have raced me, but, um, and myself and you as, as a driver and myself and and some of these other who I consider really good racers that are in NPK, you hear people talk all the time about getting in this routine. Like you have your routine when you go to the starting line and I'm, I'm one that thinks that you can't get too invested in a routine because if somebody does something like Chuck did to you, or like Justin Bond did to me, how if they throw you outside of your routine, are you capable of very quickly changing what you're doing and still getting the job done? So for you, being in the NPK and seeing these drivers, how many of the drivers that are there are capable of doing what you're talking about doing as far as racing somebody in a different way i guess the better question is are you more likely to be able to change someone else's routine and screw them up or is it are there more racers out there who are capable of adapting on the fly and still getting the job done
4: um yes there's some racers that are good about it uh there's some racers that are completely bad about it and it just just depends on me i i tell everybody right now i'm fat so I like to get out of the car at the other end as quick as possible, so there will be no games playing on. I can. I don't care if I go in last. I don't care if I go in first. But right. if I am running against somebody, I do know uh, there's some people that I can play games with on the tree. I can roll in double ball. It'll fuck their whole entire game up. The right. rooters over with. Or um, right, there's time. <laughs> I'll count the tree and, um, like I said, you have. And I and it's just playing like I told him. It just depends on how somebody is. I'm nice to everybody, and I try to be uh, uh, give everybody the courtesy and and stage regularly. Even like turbo guys, I tell people all the time. Like if you're going to bump in first, if you need to build boost, uh, Lutz will tell you. I even told Lutz if you want to build boost, boost, boost I'm going to roll in right behind you. But if you've been an asshole throughout the day or on the internet, you have seven seconds to roll into that ball. So when they light that third ball, I mean, I'll sit up there and count to fucking six and and clap my hands That's and the then I'll. Like, That's
1: the way it should be, man. That's part of the strategy. So, but it yep. just
4: depends on who who you're running or whatever. <laughs> there are some people that can can adjust to it. I feel like I'm one of those. Like I said, like even when I ran Lizzie in Texas, Wes was there. Um, every race, I went in last against everybody. With Lizzie, um, she just sat over there and waited. So I set the first bulb. I let her come in, and then we just sat there for about 10, 15 seconds, and then I just said, "Fuck this, let's get it over with." And I rolled. She into likes the to go
1: in bulb. last, doesn't she? I think uh, well, pretty much every once
4: in a while. I feel like they. I feel like they knew they didn't have the car to compete with mine at that day. Uh, I'm not saying they're not a fast car. They they've won plenty of races. Everything going on. I just think that day, I had the faster car. I knew it. That's why I rolled in. I was ready to get it over with and put a car length on her at the other end. Um, it's just just how we wanted to run that race right there. So, but there's some people you can play with, and there's some people that you can't. That it doesn't it doesn't affect them. But there is some people that that really get messed up in the head games. I mean, I I fucked with people. And them bitches just roll right through the beams. And I won't even make a pass. I'm going to break Hey, so listen, check this shit out. So I had one person. There's, there's a time where we rolled we rolled in and uh, had a hurt car. And uh, uh, I knew I was hurt, but I wanted to see if they were going to cross the line or if they were going to break the beams or whatever. But I fucking – I knocked the top ball out, and them bitches left and went red. <laughs> I, I rolled in deep so I could knock the top ball out. And but they seemed flickering or whatever. They they let go of the button. They were gone. But it's just that that deal there. It just depends on if you wanted to play the games or not, just how, how it goes.
0: Man, I used to I remember I interviewed Steve Petty, pro line Steve Petty from this would have been in like man. I think when was when was Steve on the cover the first time, Mike?
1: Oh, it was man. still
0: it was still news for twenty ten. I think it was 08. Okay, because he was still racing. Oh, the first time. The first winch. time
1: it was 08, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was two thousand eight. So I was doing this interview with with Steve Petty, and he said, "Man, you wouldn't believe how many races we won before right when we rolled in the gate, because they were so they were head and shoulders better than everybody in Outlaw Ten Five back then, and if they showed up like first round of eliminations, they didn't have much to worry about." second round because those guys were going to red light against them or blow the tires off or wreck or whatever, just swinging for the fences. Do you, do you, either one of you guys, have you experienced that in the past? Lyle, have you experienced that like with beer money guys going like, Hey, I've watched this dude win all these races.
2: I'm actively experiencing that now. uh, And Pete actually talked about it on his YouTube channel. Um, We've ran well enough with that car locally. Uh, hey, and I've and I've ran some of the small tire, no prep king stuff with Justin, but um, we've ran good enough with that thing locally here over the past six to eight months that sometimes later on in the race, if we find a good tune up for that particular racetrack, that's just going A to B. Now, it's still got to be fast, but if it's just going A to B, even though we may have you know, five or six hundredths, we know we can pick up. We just leave it alone because we know it's going to make the trip because we know that the guy in the other lane is swinging for the fence. And most of the time, in fact, I would say 75% of the time, what happens is we'll get to the final round and you can go watch YouTube footage of some of the races we've ran this year. And more times than not, the cars we leave together, and we'll go a hundred feet or so, and then all of a sudden they either kick the tire or all of a sudden you're seeing the nose of their car. They're swapping lanes, and it's we Pete Pete and I called our passes earlier in the in the day demoralizers because like they literally will watch us just blister. And beer money's got a lot of it's got a lot of back calf, uh, so it looks really fast coming out the back, you know. And it, later on in the rounds, they'll they put more in it than the track can hold knowing they have to run with us when in reality if they just really kind of raced us smart it would be a much closer race but we've run one more races in the final with people just stepping on their peckers than we have just flat out out running somebody so yeah i mean it that happens all the time with at my level anyway have you
0: encountered that justin like where guys kind of start to hear what your car runs or it oh, you kind of yeah. get in
4: their head a little bit all- all the time that's why like you'll see even on the show um a couple more races in that you'll see a lot more people guessing the light you'll see people that guess the light and i have to drive around them um it just it's just how it is and um i i mean i know i have the faster car so it just depends on who you're racing um and and go from there i try to i try not to mess with nobody i don't get in no people's head now when i was grudge racing I can talk shit with the best of everybody. I mean, and that's kind of what lets me be able to talk the shit now and have fun with it. But I mean I've ran I've ran a race before for a hundred thousand dollars and I kicked the tires on the starting line and the other dude went red. Like like it's just for that for that setup and everything going on right there. And I even told him before the race, like be on the tree. Like I knew I had a fast car, but I, like don't let me leave on you. Because if I leave on you, you're you're not gonna come around me. you're not gonna win. And I went out there and just smoked the fucking tires, but he got empty in the car and he went red, and I won the money. But at the end of the day, <coughs> that's what it comes down to. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty calm inside the car, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter who I race. It don't even matter if I like Ryan Martin. We just ran him this past weekend, and it came down to a few inches at the other end. Uh, they showed a camera line finish, and uh, it was a few inches down there. So. There's nobody out there that I can go up against Stevie Jackson, Lyle, anybody that I'll ever like like start shaking. I'll be like, damn, like I know I have I have a 50-50 chance anyway that I race against. I don't care if John Force is any other lane.
3: And we see that we see that in other sports too. You know, like sometimes the scariest team to play, like say football, for instance, is the team that's that's awful. And you're going in against them and they're gonna go for and on fourth down, they're gonna do an onside kick you know, out of nowhere. I mean, it just happens in, in, in a lot of different sports where, where sometimes that's not who you want to race is the guy that's going to take, take a big swing at it, you know? Yeah.
0: You don't want it. My dad used to always tell me like in like beer party situations, don't mess with the little guy that's backed into a corner. Cause he's the guy who's probably going to pick up like a VCR and hit you upside the head with it. You know (laughs) what I mean? Because he ain't, that's the guy, you know, like stay away from that dude. And I find that to be true. I got two questions, Justin, before we let you go. First and foremost, um, any sort of strategy heading headed into the final race of the season? Lots of comments about that. I, I, I guess, you know, I don't guess. You and Ryan Martin, one and two in the points. You need Ryan to go out early to win that $100,000
4: championship.
0: I mean, are you going to just roll into Bradenton and call him out in round one?
4: Yeah, I already put a, a $5,000 000- – a lot. I don't know if he'll take it or not. I told him I'd give him five grand if he just runs me first round, um, uh, just to just to run me. I, there's nothing I went out of it unless I beat him. But uh, I would. He has to go out first round, and I have to win the event to be able to clinch the championship. Uh, so. It's it, it'll be pretty hard. I mean, that's a great team over there. They got Petty and all that. Uh, I feel like my car is pretty superior, just like his. So I feel like I have the best chance to run them. Is he gonna take the call out? Probably not. Probably not too smart. I understand that, but uh, uh, we'll see if we uh, we'll see if we pull the chip and hopefully we can get him. And I also have one other deal up my bag or up my sleeve. But what we going to do? Um, I just have to wait till this weekend to see what happens at the chip draw.
0: Do they have the guessing at the tree thing fixed? Do you yes. feel that's something? Okay. So, you can if they're
4: still guessed, guessed,
5: you're, you're going,
1: going real.
4: You can still guess at the tree. It's just a lot smaller window.
1: Right. Um, it's just like cutting a good light, right? I mean, that's what we're seeing now, essentially.
4: Yes, because like I tell people, there's a lot of people that don't understand. We just run off a of 400 pro tree. We right. just don't see no amber lights. But so when people when people guess the light, they're just leaving off amber. Well, if somebody leaves off amber and I leave off green, that's why it's called four tenths. I'm I'm behind four tenths. So if a guy goes four twenty, I have to go 3 three eighty flat just to make it a race. That's why it's nearly impossible to drive around somebody once they guess the light. And that's what happened. Now they have shortened the window. If you do guess it, you aren't you aren't four tenths behind. But still, there the window's a lot smaller that you will actually go red um and there's a lot of people that has tried to guess the light and they go red and i have a fast enough car i won't ever guess it just due to the fact because i won't give myself the chance to uh to go home early over something stupid like that
0: it's an incredible thing man uh justin thank you so much for joining us dude i know you've been standing outside a restaurant for like an hour and a half so go do your thing i just wanted to i just wanted to hear from you man thank you for joining us seriously it means a lot Tell your mom and pops hi. I'll see you All soon. Right. Thanks, dude. Later, man. Have a good one. That's a hell of a sport right there to stand outside. Of. Yeah, standing outside,
1: I was like, his arm is gonna be left, dead. Yeah, left his salad.
0: <laughs> it's uh, do you think that there's a Caesar salad at Waffle House?
1: I don't know, <laughs> I, I'm but I, that's, that's the last the thing minute. I would get at Waffle House. I don't know about you guys. I
0: legit thought he said cedar, and I thought cedar. That that can't be a thing, but then you never know, you know.
1: Like yeah, Cedar, this whole like, the, the whole guessing the light thing. I think what you're seeing, all right. If you watch a four tenths pro tree like Lyle's leaving the line in pro mod in a normal situation, you you leave on yellow, right? I mean, you yeah. leave as soon as you see it. So we're yeah. so used to seeing that and seeing the car actually reacting before the green bulb, you know, just the whole process of that deal. It, but when you take the amber bulbs out. You're still seeing the same process, but because there are no amber bulbs and there's like that delay between the two, it looks like they're jumping and, and should be red lighting. Yeah. I think I don't know how all this works or if it's possible. but Could they not just take all of the, the delay out, take the four tenths out, make it like one tenth, make it zero tenths? I don't know, so that there is no well, there is no the delay. problem.
2: The problem though is that then there would be no time between fully staged. And you need
0: enough time to randomize it,
2: right? And because right. you have what, to have some way, sort of window. From what I understand, the way that these guys have figured out how to guess the tree is that when the tree is on auto start, I guess it either the computer determines it or they determine there is a there's a certain amount there's of time window, between yeah. fully staged and then when the ambers would come. I think on. It's, it's, it's two it's, and
1: a half or it's it's uh, like one second to. There's some number, there's some window there where that of that, type. and apparently, but it, that it, doesn't have to do with the four tenths tree. No, no you're talking about that's, no. that's how that's how quickly the ambers drop, right?
0: Yeah, from the ambers well, to the green, yeah,
1: right. What, yeah,
3: what I that's don't what understand, I'm saying, they had a bigger delay than that, even like that they were putting in,
1: right? They had five tents initially, which is a sportsman tree,
3: right? Correct. Well, what I don't understand
2: is why they. Like I've been to a couple of no prep races that they have put their own light and they uh, literally, there's a track in Douglas, Georgia. They have a, like a big flood light bulb on a post and they have a light switch and just literally, <laughs> and when, I think when I think both cars done. are in, there's a guy in the middle, he flips the light switch. The light comes on and like, and I don't know why they don't just put it on, have a starter, like yeah, make it, just have a starter. make it Chris, make it boost it. Make it somebody that's a character that goes out there and their only job is to start the trip like is to tell them almost like a flashlight, still use a stage and fully staged deal. I guess you wouldn't have a wind light then though. So that would be you need they're I, trying I, to use
1: they're they're trying to use traditional timing systems and obviously yeah. for the scoreboard, the wind light for the tree, for the red light. Yeah staging all that yep. but they need their own tree they almost need yeah. their own timing system and their own tree yeah that's what they, would fix they that do they do video, need something but, different yeah do you think it's
0: that bad like so i this has been a long time ago in 2005 um and we, this was like before the compuling system had an instant green functionality like from a drop down menu where you could select that but like um, we would just take the, the Ambers out at Eddyville Raceway Park, this eighth mile track in Southeast Iowa that I used to manage. And we would do these midnight mayhem deals. We'd start the track. We would open the track at 10 o'clock at night. We'd race till three o'clock in the morning. It was a great time. We had tons of young people from Des Moines and all over actually the Midwest come to these deals. And my, my vision for the instant green was to, to a couple things simulate simulate excuse me pulling up to a stoplight you know what i mean like simulate street racing or stoplight to stoplight racing or what you might see on fast and the furious but secondly it was to eliminate red lights like a lot of people don't understand that whole concept you're bringing these young kids out to the track that just started racing or just got a car or whatever and i just didn't want a whole bunch of races being decided by red lights so the instant green for the most part completely eliminated that especially with like you know, street cars and whatnot. I'm just curious. Do you think that all of you guys, like, is the instant green critical to the success of this show? Like, could we not just... we? Exactly. I saw Dave Clay put uh, put in here a second ago, like, how about mm-hmm. just use the tree? Right. I guess you could and, just... Yeah.
1: You well, yeah. go back <laughs> to just using the regular tree, right? Because um, that, I could end.
0: argue that that would be a good thing for drag racing.
1: Well, and, like, and to, I don't...
0: Hey, this is a drag racing Christmas tree. Like, I could see... Boosted doing a little bit that, like, hey, kids, when you stop hot rodding your cars around on the street and you go to your local drag strip, you're going to find something called a Christmas tree. No, not the Christmas tree that Santa puts Christmas under or Christmas presents under. You know, like, I could see like a whole public service announcement bit yeah. around, hey, this is what a racing Christmas tree is because I don't think it would be that big of a deal. And I do think it'd be great for the sport of drag racing.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they don't use it i mean even the no prep races that i run locally like they're all instant green and a lot of these tracks don't have the latest and greatest compu link so they're unscrewing the ambers out of the tree you know and i I don't understand why why don't we just use a 400 and some of these gallagher
1: that's a good point that he just brought up there it, yeah, Chase Gallagher mm-hmm.
0: Lyle says, "I think it takes a lot away from the show if you go pro tree. It just becomes another pro mod race. Instant green can always give the underdog a chance. I mean, I, 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 I think that's a valid argument. I think it's valid. I can see both sides of it though. Like, part of me thinks
1: because
3: yeah, but I want to see the most talented driver with the with with, fastest car win. I don't want to see some guy that gets the tree win. I, you know, that's just that me. and that's but, where I'm at.
1: You know, like well, now you're you're trying to." I, we call it pro-modnet. You're trying to make it as you're 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 moving it one notch closer to every other drag race out there. Yeah. So they're trying to maintain some of this um, upset nature, some of the street nature. I get it. I I actually totally get it. But this show, this is the problem that they're gonna have with this no prep king show as time goes so, on. So
0: so if that's what we're saying, like if we're gonna say Chase Gallagher's got it. I mean that he's right that. If it's if it's pro tree, it's just going to be another drag race, same old, same old. We can watch that on Fox or whatever.
3: But it we're ain't. It's just a tree, to, you know. Like, but
0: we're going to have to table. We're going to have to table the argument about people guessing the tree because we're not going to be able to have it both ways. Well, look you know, how many fights. Gonna,
3: Look how many fights we've got to watch over this. Well, year. And, well and that's well, I mean, what I was going to say. They, is like they love it, right? It's
2: it's <laughs> yeah. created a lot of entertainment. You know, just yeah, the absolutely. fact they run an instant green tree. It has. I mean, there was a whole segment in tonight's show of Big Country wanting to stomp a mudhole yeah. in Chuck Sightsinger's ass. Right. Well, we wouldn't have got that if it was a four hundred pro tree. So Chase Johnson
1: right. says, "Why not just put the green bulb in the top amber?" And I thought about that too. And and then Mitchell Gunter says. How about changing the amber bulbs to install all green bulbs? I think that the problem is still that the timing system works off the green light. I mean, it right. It, right. You, that's that's what it's using to uh, signal uh, uh, the start of uh, a yeah. clean race or a red. Yes. And I don't, I think that that would actually go the wrong direction. I don't think that, that would here's
0: work. here's the here's the show stealer here. Clifford Hurd MPK is supposed to be a street outlaws race that the fans can go watch. That is like, as John Forrest would say, that at the end of the day, that's correct. And I think that that's the thing is where we may, this is entertainment first. It's a TV show first. I've heard 10,000 people say that. And I think we're all going to have to like kind of table a certain amount of our like, I don't know, uh, holier than thou yeah. nature. Exactly. That are deal- that they're not trying to be as legit as the NHRA like what they're but when doing you get works, when you, you know? start
1: getting this exposure and you getting all these names and you've got a Lyle Barnett coming over there to race you've got a Stevie Jackson that's threatening and you get all of these things it starts to move it toward that and this is right. where this is where pro mod has gone I posted a video today on Facebook I found I found a treasure trove of like quick eight pro mod races from the mid-2000s and it's just like how awesome was this shit back then and we didn't even know it and you look at it now compared to pro mod racing today no offense lyle but especially around here around south eighth mile pro mod racing you're like this is why it was so entertaining and exciting you look at you look at all right and, and then you look at um uh everything that we've talked about everything starts moving that direction and it's it starts to lose its, its excitement. I don't know. I don't know what the I answer got, is, but radio, a... radio racing is the another is the next thing. We're already talking about RVW being you know Gone. a thing of yeah. the past and, and going yeah. to these other classes. And it's because it jumped that chart very quickly as well. And it's like how do you keep yeah. how do you keep racers up um, away from themselves? I guess to, to where they they keep. I feel like racers continually pushing this envelope is what makes them great, but it also is what ends up undoing the whole system.
0: Here's an interesting perspective that I just stumbled upon. And that's why these shows and these conversations are so important. And I want to reiterate that, that, you know, this is obviously a business function for us at Drag Illustrated. We're trying to create content. We're trying to do these things. But I think I speak for everybody on here right now that we believe truly that these conversations have to be had out loud. Mm -hmm. Someone might hear them. Like we need to discuss these things and think about them and talk about them in an unfiltered fashion because something good can come from it. I Mark, truly Mark believe Barnett,
1: it. I don't know if you know this guy, but he says track track prep. Track, track prep. That's another big one. Everything. Oh, Tork, I can trork, we, trork, we can converters, converters, soak on that for the next half hour if you want to.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. On track just, prep I, alone.
0: What what my takeaway from this whole situation is this. What I see at play more than anything else is how hyper-defensive everybody becomes because that's really what is at play here. Because if it weren't for – like the street outlaw and No Prep King guys get all up in their feelings, right, when anybody even questions the legitimacy of No Prep Kings racing, right? And like – and it's it goes the other way too, right? Like so all the NHRA high and mighties and all the guys that have high-level rides or whatever, they bag on NPK – because it's nowhere near as legit as what they do, but the fact of the matter is, if everybody would exercise a little bit more personal like security, this is good for Drag Race. Everybody Absolutely. pull the
2: rope in the same direction. I mean, yep. like,
0: if this is yeah. good for the what, what's good for NPK is good for NHRA. What's good Absolutely. for NHRA? Is good for NPK, which is and you know, there's a lot of there's some promoters in our industry, like Donald long comes to mind, and I'm not calling him out, but like because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of bracket racing promoters that do this, there's a lot of big tire promoters that do this, but it there's this constant effort to create an us versus them, those guys, they're not one of us, and that is that divisive behavior. I honestly think our sport is kind of paying the price ongoingly for that divisive mentality that exists in our sport. I mean, it's, man, let's just cheer these guys on. They're doing burnouts on primetime television. Like I texted my dad the other night and I said, man, I went to that No Prep Kings thing at the Motorplex. The thing was bananas. My dad, and I love my father, but like my dad replies to me, doesn't say glad you have a good day. (laughs) Didn't say how are the kids? He said, Wally Parks is rolling over in his grave. (laughs) That's all my dad put. Not like glad you had fun. You know, but like and I love it, you know, but that's how it's all seen. And I see it through the lens of, man, this is so good. Like if you look at the last couple weeks in our sport, like these MPK guys are racing for 40 grand. There's packed houses at all these racetracks. It's incredible. I saw someone make a post. It was like two and a half mile line mm. to get into Baton Rouge or Bell Rose this past weekend. Um, I'm sure it'll be bananas at Bradenton. I was at the Texas Stampede of Speed for the NHRA Fall Nationals. Lyle, you were obviously there. You won the damn thing. It was packed out. I saw Orlando Speed World Dragway was packed out this past weekend it was for the packed. World Import Nationals. Like, dude, this is a great time. This is a great time, I would argue, with anyone who says that this we're not Those imports are fun to watch. They are. We're living in the great, like the good old days of drag racing. There will be a time not too far from now when we look back on this as like a real moment in time where drag racing is doing very well.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, and who cares what, who would have ever racing? thought you turn on discovery and it's right. The entire well, network is based dude, around we've been drag, watching but
0: drag I've... racing for two hours.
2: Check out, check out, hours check
1: out, check out that, that comment right there. They literally saved some too. tracks. Yeah. Oh you
2: yeah. Know? Well, I, but I've said it and people have told me I'm crazy and I've been, you know, oh, you're full of shit. But, Street Outlaws, the 405 guys in particular, and No Prep Kings have been the best thing for the sport of drag racing that's came along in the past 10 years, period. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Like, you think about Donald Long, the best thing for drag racing ever, 100%. Like, I'll give him A million him percent. But the best race that he ever had, the crowd came. Not all, but a large majority of the crowd that showed up there. That was hopping the fence because the state shut the gate down. They all yeah. came to see those guys, you know. Like, and I'll I, I'll admit that. Yeah, that, that was like top, then, that was, was like top
3: seven, I believe. Yeah,
2: I Oh, mean, yeah. I like back. I was back then. I'm like God, street outlaws. Those are a bunch. What a bunch of clowns, you know. And but they've done it. I like, but I they, still. I, I they think they have done it.
1: But like when you go to a sponsor, I think that that type of thing and and this exposure there we're getting tonight from street outlaws and it helps you get a sponsor. It helps you when when you go to Joe blow that maybe two years ago, didn't know what drag racing was. He maybe is a little more familiar with it now, or he's seen it or his son or daughter follows one of these guys on TV or, you know, just any small connection to open that window. And even the, the most staunch haters of this deal, I think would have to admit that, that it, 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 it puts it more into the the uh, consciousness of the general public and i think that that is that's been a big problem for drag racing is that is just breaking through to the general public and i think that that's what this does obviously more than anything i mean we, we and talk I'm about telling it every you, week, it, but. it is
0: it has impacted my daily life like i think i said this last week but like i didn't grow up during the wild world of sports era when you know, Shirley Muldowney was on TV at like five o'clock in the night, at night, right? Like at a prime time. So I wasn't around for that. And so in this day and age to like tell people, I mean, I hate to say it, no matter how big some of these events were and how great the times were, our industry was strong. I'm not saying anything uh, to oppose that. But I remember telling someone that I was going, that I worked in drag racing and they're like, yeah, what's that? Huh? Exactly. So what is it you do? Right. And it's like, and I'm sure Mike, JT, you both experience that as well. Uh, every I, day. I, All time.
1: Yeah. Every day. Whereas
0: now, if I tell someone I work in Drag Race, and own a Drag race magazine or whatever, they're like, oh, cool, man. You know Big Chief? You know Murder Nova? And I mean, hey, I mean, I, I'll i take it. We I've been saying for a long time. I graduated high school in 2002, and I w- drove to school every day with a 87 Chevy S10 with an aluminum-headed small block in it. With a crazy rowdy hydraulic roller, you know, and I was the weird one. Trust me, like I was not. It wasn't truck man. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, but it was not cool to have a a hot rod. (laughs) And I've been saying since we started the magazine that we need someone to come along and make it fashionable to have a hot rod again. Fashionable to have a shop towel in your back pocket, right? Like fashionable to be a car guy. And I can't really like. Cletus, huge things. 1320 Video, huge things. There's a ton of great automotive YouTube channels. But when you talk about invading pop culture, kind of breaking through, street. we owe it all to Street Outlaws. At least what we're experiencing right now is Street Outlaws and and now No Prep Kings. It's the difference maker. I mean, it it absolutely – it's cool to have – I think we see it in Detroit. I mean, like that new Dodge TRX makes like 800 horsepower, runs 10s. Um, plat, yeah. we just talked about the Tesla plaid car culture and performance is top of mind these days, man. Yeah. Like, you got electric car aficionados saying the phrase 1000 horsepower, like,
2: that's a big deal. Yeah,
1: hey, uh, feel- Kenny Potter wants to know when is Sam Corcus going to be on one of these shows? I think so. I, we, we got to get him on, we got to talk to Sam and try to get that to happen. I think that'd be a major deal. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Cletus, I think mm-hmm. Cletus is another he's he's not as mainstream but he is bringing out a different audience into racing a younger audience the 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 audience that is more driven to youtube maybe than sitting in front of the tv watching discovery or is more of a car person to begin with i actually think that a lot of street outlaw's people aren't necessarily even car people they're they're story people they they latch onto these characters i think Cletus- because
0: all humans are story people yeah exactly. that's like the dirty secret that no one wants to admit we are hardwired like literally i'm not going to go on like a biochemistry discussion but like we are hardwired as a species to lean into a story like that's I mean, it's why great storytellers are some of the wealthiest people in the world and some of the most successful people in the world. Cause everybody loves a good story. All, all walks of life. I mean, you're a hundred percent right. Mike Carry continue.
1: No, I was just gonna say, I think Cletus is, he's, he's digging down a little harder into the, the, uh, the hardcore gearhead segment, but doing it in a different way and reaching out to a different audience, a younger audience that wants to kind of see that Swanstrom's kind of doing the same thing. Um, yeah. There's a lot of these people that are doing that. And I think that that is another product of people seeing the success of this show and seeing that there are different ways to go about success in drag racing off the track. Most of this stuff we're talking about on this show and talking about on street outlaws that we're talking about with Cletus that we're talking about with Swanstrom is off track stuff. I think that's a huge key that we're missing and that so many of these other series have focused on for so long is on track now, don't get me wrong. That's the core of it. But where you separate yourself is off track. And I think that the focus has been renewed on that. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing people on this show, you know, nine out of ten uh, segments are people. And then it's just a quick segment with the car. Right now, I'm watching the, the chip draw on the starting line. This is the most dramatic part of the whole show. It's all about the and drama. I, I mean, what ha- I love is that they
3: make, yeah.
0: they make no apologies about this. because, And, and I like that because whenever I look – I can't count the number of times I've seen opening ceremonies get get cut off early. We, we got to get to racing. We, we got to get cars on the track. These guys want to run, you know, and it's like, no, we've got to entertain a crowd. We've got to put on a show. We're going to come out here and we're all going to draw chips, right? I don't care how far behind schedule we are. We have a commitment to put on this show. I really appreciate this because uh, I, when I was at the event in the, at the Texas Motorplex a couple weeks ago, there was a couple of times I thought, oh, they're going to get in, they're going to hit fast forward. You, you start, I mean, as a promoter myself, and, you know, I've seen it a million times, like you get a little bit behind, all of a, all of a sudden, you know, cars are doing burnouts a little quicker. Everything is, the pace is picking up, didn't happen because they, they were trying to maintain the integrity of their show above all else. And I found that dedication or commitment to entertainment really refreshing, to be honest.
3: I'm in Wasn't he supposed to be on here tonight?
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. I He must him. have had.
3: He must have had two Caesar salads.
0: <laughs> he must have. Um,
3: <laughs> he didn't let he, that lettuce wilt.
0: <laughs> well, we had I that. I've been trying to get him on the show because when we well, he had was him, on
3: before, wasn't he? Well, or, or, no, he was, well, on, he was uh, on. the yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday show, show.
0: and he, we had a horrible connection. He was testing yep. somewhere. Uh, I think it was Ohio. It's fair to blame it on Ohio. Bad service. Um, I've never had good service in the state of Ohio, anywhere. Nowhere. <laughs> never once had great service there. Are you being uh, statist? So I'm being statist. I've never had good service there. It doesn't matter if I'm in like the hotel. Well, you the got airport. good service in
2: South Carolina.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually <got> really, <laughs>
2: really horrible service. service there. Yeah. It
0: was decent. It was okay. I've had a couple experiences. Um <laughs> where are we at in this race? Is this the final? This is I think yeah. this is
1: the semis.
3: Is it well, we Disco, Disco Deans, Dean's
0: in the semis,
2: yeah, yeah, he did really well here.
0: Yeah, what a great performance for him!
1: Well, didn't Disco that Dean, was a little bit of an
0: underwhelming like disappointment? I,
1: yeah, he uh, just, he ran well at the most recent race. I don't know if we're talking about we're focusing more I on the show can. rather than what happened, uh. This past weekend, but you know, actually, this next weekend is the last race of the season. How glad do you think these guys are? This well, six-week stretch, and then this whole season—I mean, this deal has been grueling. I bet. And, uh, so my I, dad, I, my dad made a comment a while ago. that said, "The tough decision for know. us,
2: speaking about like me and my team, is, um, is f- from a commitment standpoint." Well, there it is. You know, it do do I want to chase the exposure and, you know, and be an entertainer or do I want to continue to chase, you know, accomplishments at the highest level that door slammer drag racing has to offer. And that's a great point. That's you yeah. can't, I mean, can't you can't do both and be great at both.
3: You can't do it. Like there's, I mean, we're like literally, While well, you're, you're entertaining right? to be around. I mean, a lot of it's but just I, your, John, your, your personality. I, it, you know? it
0: can be done. John force comes to mind. I think big daddy, Don Garlits. to some Well, ex- I'm just some talking level. about running. But you're, both right. Series. you're right.
2: You're yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I'm talking about running both, both yeah. series yeah. simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't do it, but no, I think you no. can, I think you can do both. Yes. But the hard for me, because I love pro mod, like it's what I really like. And it's what I really want to do. Like I've, I have desires to drive a pro stock car and have plans to at least license and, and whatnot, but that's, just not what puts fuel to my fire. You know what I'm saying? Like 250 miles an hour, 4,000 horsepower, you know, that like, that's what I like. But from, from the, an exposure standpoint, we just do not have the opportunity to do what they are able to do
1: and what John force and all those guys are
2: able to do. Like we we can't what do, you do think, it.
1: Lyle, if you're trying to do this, I mean, you're, you're a young guy and just got married, you know, starting a fa- maybe starting a family soon. I'm trying try to put words in your mouth, but you know, you're, you're starting your life. You're getting into a point where a solid career is a, is a focus. Yep. Which one do you think offers the better career long-term? Which one's the more stable career for you and your family? I think that where
2: I'm at, and that's just my opinion, that where I'm at is more sustainable. You think so? Um, you think I that- do. You know, I just you see these you see these series like No Prep Kings, and I hope it lasts forever. But you see them pop up, and you see them die in about five years, like that. That's that's uh, I would say an average lifespan. Now this thing has, you know, it's kind of gradually it's it some odds. It, it has, has. and think. it may yeah. it may continue to go. But to your point earlier, where things get pro modded up, right? Yeah. Like you're right. We're this, already there. We're we're there. And it's, and you know, and I'm not claiming to be some God, some, you know, just great race car driver, but people like myself, like Ryan Martin, like Justin Swanstrom racers like that. If, if my, if let's say that myself and Stevie fast were two that came into no prep Kings next year and we brought another, you know, with our background in, in just drag racing period, but being on big tire and pro mod and that not necessarily that type of racing, but driving that style car. If we come in there and we start kicking ass, you know, and it's Ryan Martin, Justin Swanstrom, Lyle Barnett, Stevie Jackson, and let's say Kai Kelly is, and we're the top five in points at the end of next year. It, it, I think it starts to do this, you know, because right. racers start it's the racing point, yeah. the bottom half out. Like they're like, we can't, we can't drive. We can't race with those guys. They're better racers than we are. You know, and that's why I was kind of asking Justin earlier, part of being good, or like I told, I've said many times this year, you in at the level that we're racing at, you can't be good. You got to be great. Um, Absolutely. And to be great, part of being great, in my opinion, is when you go to the starting line, having a plan, whether it's based on who you're racing or how your cars perform, but also if something happens, being able to alter that plan on the fly and still get the job done. And I think that Justin maybe gave a little more credit than what I thought he would. I feel like there's like 40% maybe of the racers that race in No Prep Kings that are good racers, like really good. As in if Justin Swanstrom goes up there and – double bulbs them, and then goes deep. They aren't going to flinch. They aren't going to – nothing is going to change. They're still going to leave on time. They're still going to make a good run. You know, And I I think there are very few over there that can do that right now. But I think if they keep paying this money, you keep giving them this exposure that more and more racers like myself are going to be like, man, screw (sighs) – I don't want nothing against PDRE, but screw racing PDR. I'm going to invest my money in a steel roofing quarter car and I'm going no prep Kings racing. And if it, yeah. if more of that keep, if Randy Weatherford and Daniel Ferris decide eh, or Jim Halsey, let's say Jim Halsey and Daniel Ferris say, we're going to take a break from no prep Kings. We're going to go over here and, and try, or we're going to take a break from PDRE, We're going to go to no prep Kings. Like not good.
1: No, yeah, and that's, not and that's where no that's it. like the poison pill that starts it down. And those guys don't intend for that to happen, but that's going to be the challenge for Sam and for discovery and for Pilgrim, they're going to have to really keep watch over that. And then I, I think that was an interesting answer, Lyle, because my gut says that the other way would be the more solid career in the short term, but like you well, said, long yeah, term, right. but then, but you've got the challenge of, sponsors you've got to hunt sponsors to keep yourself out there yeah in in your deal where it may be easier to get sponsors it may be easier to get exposure in this other deal but it's but it's short term and you sound like to me that you are you you want to chase the 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 championships you want to chase the uh thanks dustin grant you want to chase the traditional goals Yep. Of, a, of a big time racer so it's it's a super interesting question we'll have to see how it bears out i think that the answer to it if i were to answer that is to do like what justin Swanstrom is doing like what Acletus, what i mean even yourself you've got to take your platform and build your brand and build something that you have control over and you can sustain long term regardless of what happens on the show yeah. And I think that that could set you up for a career, but man, I, I think we're really at a breaking point right now where you've gotta kinda, you got to kind of you got to figure out what's what's your best long term career move. Yeah, it's
0: weird I'm- because JT, scroll up. There was a comment from um, where's that from Clifford Hurd. It was about uh, most where's that most of the a lot of MPK guys would kill. To be pro mod drivers in NHRA, and I think that's a really cool comment. Here it is, JC, I found. Sorry, um, I, I, I think this is an interesting thing. It was, it's worth exploring a little bit because I believe this to be true, and I don't know that it goes the other direction. And that's not a shot at anybody, but I don't think, you know, I don't know that there's a whole lot of guys that are re- racing and competing at a high level and like have a chance to win in NH- E3 plugs NHRA Pro Mod drag racing competition that have any aspirations of re- racing anywhere else other than where they are. I mean, they're racing against the baddest dudes, the baddest cars at the best tracks. I mean, it's, and I find that interesting a little bit, don't you guys? Because I, I think that admiration, like it, it speaks to my desire for everyone to respect one another, not to sound like a tree hug and hippie or whatever, but like everybody's doing it their way. And there's a lot of people having a lot of success doing really impressive things. But I mean, do you find that, I mean, don't you think that's true Lyle? Like most of those MPK guys, I've talked to Justin Swansom. I've talked to big chief. I've talked to murder Nova, daddy, Dave, all those guys, daddy, Dave told us last week on this very show that he's trying to, he has tried to put a pro mod team together to go run in HRA. I mean, that's gotta make you feel good. Like I, yeah. I think we need NHRA pro mod guys to maybe exhibit a little more swagger and confidence and pride in what they're doing you know what I mean? Because it's serious.
2: Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've made the comparison or gave it given the example a couple of times that I feel like when I'm at an, at an NHRA event or when I'm at an NHRA pro mod race and I'm at a national event that I feel like I have to have my shirt (laughs) tucked in and that's figuratively speaking. I don't walk around with my shirt tucked in, they'll kick you out. But that's the way you feel. Right. And i And here recently, at least I've kind of thought like, well, no, that's not the way it should be. You know, like that's isn't the way I should, we should feel like we're doing, we should want to represent ourselves the way that, I mean, we want to do it in a respectable way, but we, it shouldn't be uptight all the time. And maybe that's what it's lacking. You know, that some of, I don't, I'm not saying that we go and start fights at the top end, you know, and let, Alan Reinhardt try to commentate that why not power you know, but <laughs> I think that maybe we do need a little to loosen up some and, and maybe talk a little smack and, like you said, have some
3: swagger. You do. You you know, have like, to have a good guy. You got to do you something. Have, right? You got to have, have something like I, that. I, I think, think they like, have. I think rivalry, NHRA – Sports is boring.
1: Yeah. NHRA has, I think, allowed a little more of a shirt-untucked atmosphere yep. than they have – But you have to remember where NHRA came from. NHRA was born out of taking an outlaw sport, taking guys off the street and making them tuck their shirt in, cleaning up their act, and making it into a legitimate sport. And now we're kind of going the other direction. It's like it went over center. And the street outlaws deal is, is a revolt against that mentality yep. it's like it's like the cycle it, it started here it, it peaked and now it's going this way and so the nhra I, I,
3: the nhra did them a favor too remember when they when they sent them oh, the yeah, letters that, you know
1: like like yeah. like
3: that's exactly what we're against you know yeah. and and you want to come in here send me a letter and you know like whatever you i'll know? say and, this and Wes, everybody it, got behind him too
1: west let's talk about the early this kind of reminds me of the early adrl days the adrl was born out of kenny nowling and his partners creating a place for racers that wanted an alternative and that were being run out of ihra pro mod or whatever other series they they may have been running or needed to galvanize the local quick eight pro mod type scene like especially in the outlaw deals and down in alabama and texas and and all that stuff um to me street outlaws and no prep kings was kind of born out of that same thing You get guys, like you talk about a Jim Halsey or you talk about a Jose Gonzalez or anyone that's had any kind of success, John Force, I mean, you could go all the way up to the top. They're not looking for an alternative place to race. They're not looking for a series like this to go. They're they're happy where they are because they're kicking ass. And if you're somewhere at the bottom of that ladder and and if you're somewhere in the middle or if you're struggling to get sponsors, you're struggling to travel these races and someone comes up with a new idea that is just – you know, custom built for what you're trying to do with your program. Yeah. You're going to jump right on it. That's what the ADRL was born out of. It Mm -hmm. was born out of primarily blown cars dominating an IHRA Pro Mod. Kenny Nowling saw an opportunity. He knew there was a large contingent of of eighth mile nitrous cars out there to begin with also. And he created that deal out of it. And it was a place, I I know because we were the poster child for this, it was a place where we could instantly go from, hoping to qualify to winning races and being competitive. And I not taking anything away from anyone. I can say it from my own experience that that that's the key to the success of a deal like this. And then all of a sudden, when ADRL became hotter than IHRA was, you know, you've got, the uh, Sheikh cow that takes notice of it here comes alanabi, here comes all the here comes the guys we tried to get away from like yeah the the top level i IH, i pro mod guys now they're done with i and they're over racing with us and then that deal kind of started its slow decline and then we're looking for other places to go so you know it, not saying that any of these street outlaws guys are are uh couldn't be competitive in other series but they they uh, they come from a, all these different backgrounds and we're looking for a place like this to to band together and to galvanize. And I think Sam Corcus, Pilgrim, Discovery, it's all kind of been a perfect storm for that. So, I mean, Wes, do you agree with that? A
0: million percent, man. I mean, I a million percent. I think it's a great there's a I think there's a, a, a direct correlation or a, a great example of how this whole thing can work out. There's a lot of great comments going on that it's like
2: I've been trying to reach they've
0: them. got some of these MPK is the minor league of the NHRA. I see one or two are guys from MPK to at least try out into the NHRA. Ryan, for one, I got to be honest, I do kind of wonder in the back of my mind, like, will there be a day when Ryan Martin, as an example, achieves enough level of success or earns enough money that he goes, you know what, now that I've made some money and I'm a superstar, I'm going to go chase my dream of doing what Lyle Barnett's doing. And running the E3 Spark plugs NHRA Pro Mod Drag Racing Series, I
3: mean, That'd be I big that for the NHRA a, though. It I mean, would like, be. I it, mean, that's it, you know, that's it really would okay be victory. But know? I,
0: I think that I think we're going to see that happen. I mean, I think the same way we see guys on the NHRA side, and I'm not going to use the word clamoring, but at least showing interest. Lyle, you're showing interest. I think Stevie Jackson has shown interest. I mean, in going and doing the MPK deal and being a part of that scene. I think there's many more people from that scene that aspire to someday go run the U S nationals or the NHRA Gator nationals, or some of these iconic events that have been associated with our sport for 70 years. I mean, I think that is a real possibility. Uh, and How interesting, kind of interesting would that be thing. to see
1: people that had success on this series and made money, <laughs> then be able to afford to go oh, yeah. race NHRA but I saw from a, Mike and Amanda crazy.
0: Fusen put in the comments here. Uh there was a great comparison. Where is it at? Uh da, 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 da. yeah. Frank Katsinas says NHRA is definitely flawed. Wes is preaching to repair, but you don't tear down the NBA to make the G League number one. I think that's a great comment. Man uh, Mike and Amanda Fusen replied, but pays more than the major leagues. And I think this is an interesting that's, thing which is because they're it's true. crazy it's just nuts. it is however there have been many times like in I again I'm gonna bring up my UFC fandom my my boxing fandom there's great many examples in combat sports Floyd mayweather let's boxing's big right everybody knows boxing there have been many times that Floyd mayweather fighting at what 125 pounds 130 pounds like this scrawny little dude right is fighting and getting paid 10 million dollars to do it while there's two or three or four sets, pairs of heavyweights that are bigger, stronger, meaner, nastier, and everything else that are fighting for 50 bucks on the same pay-per-view card. And it, it doesn't really have right. that much to do with how much you weigh or how hard you punch. And I think it's very similar in drag racing. It doesn't have that much to do with how fast your car is or you know what your ET is or whatever. That has very little to do with it. It's your drawing power. Conor McGregor, another great example. He'll be on a pay-per-view card. He'll be the main event, even though he's not fighting for a title. He'll be making ten times anybody else on the card. Guys that are bigger. Guys that are fighting for championships or whatever. But Conor's the draw.
1: Yeah,
3: you
0: know what I mean. A, yeah. I the Jake
1: Paul deal is like yeah. that too. The both the Paul brothers. Say what you want about them, but they're headlining these fights and making tens of millions do- tens of millions of dollars. And there's hundreds of oh thousands God. of boxers out there, you know, that that could outbox these guys, but it's their promotional effort. And yeah, Mike, I mean,
2: to just, your point earlier, and maybe you know, if I find the funding and it could make it happen, you know, the the ideal situation for me would probably be for short term to try and hit some of that next year, right? If I can, if, if we can get the car together and I can find some additional funding and can go race maybe four or five no prep Kings races and get, you know, uh, enough exposure to then bring that with me over to the NHRA. And then we try to bridge that gap. You know, maybe that is the ideal. It probably is the ideal way to do it, you know, but it's just,
1: I think it's the way you build your platform. Yeah. I think it's the way you build your platform in the short term right now.
5: Yeah.
0: Clifford Hurd said, and Connor McGregor's on a three fight losing streak. And if he decides to come back and fight, to maybe lose four in a row, guaranteed he will be top billing. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He'll be sure. the number one name on the marquee. He'll be the main event. He'll be the last fighter to walk out that night because he's Conor McGregor. And I think that's a big reminder to everybody that it's not – I mean, I would argue that John Forrest would every, would be every bit as famous as he is right now without 16 world championships. They help. Don't get me wrong, and I would never diminish the value or the significance of those championships, but I believe John Force was made to be a superstar. God put that dude on the planet Earth to be an ambassador for the sport of drag racing and a superstar in our sport, and he is that, and he's also a 16-time world champion on his way to maybe 17 world championships. But I just think that some people are special. Some people have the gift of gab. Some people have those intangibles that make them— different or make them stand out amongst the crowd and it's i don't know that's kind of what i see the the no prep kings deal representing they're conor mcgregor right now they are i mean they're conor mcgregor and there's some equally impressive if not more impressive drag racing going on Mm -hmm. but it's not conor mcgregor i mean i argued on the show last wednesday there was four drag races going on last weekend nhra in bristol uh no prep kings in dallas no mercy, drag radial racing in Valdosta, and something else. P.D.R.A. PDRA World
5: Finals—the
0: yeah, yeah. best drag racing, without question, was P.D.R.A. World Finals. If you want to really drill down on the drag racing that was happening, the P.D.R.A. was stole the show. Bristol, N.H.R.A. Bristol, right behind it. Then No Prep Kings, then Donald, then uh, No Mercy, and that's no shot at anybody. It was just car count, competition, that time of year, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I I think any one of us will agree that. The, the best racing going on in the country may not be no prep kings. It, it isn't no prep kings. But the biggest show and the most talked about thing and the most popular thing that's happening in our sport right now is no prep kings. They don't it's yeah. not it's not either or. And I just think it's kind of an interesting thing. And I was going to say one more thing. Darth Sniper put a post on here Arguing with us a little bit. There are street racing channels all over YouTube. That is the culture I'm talking about. I'm telling you, most of those people can't name five NHRA racers. I want to say publicly, I agree with this. But my, but Big Chief doesn't represent the average person watching 1320 video. Like when right. I'm when I'm talking about someone aspiring to be an NHRA racer, I'm talking about like a handful of the highest level of those guys. I mean, I've had personal conversations with Justin Shear, Big Chief, talking about his aspirations to go pro mod racing. I mean, I was on the phone with him when he was trying to get into indie, however many years ago to run the Crow in promod. Mod. Um, I, a lot of those guys show a lot of respect. I mean, Justin Swanstrom knows exactly who Lyle Barnett is. Dave Comstock knows exactly who Lyle Barnett is. I mean, these guys know these guys. They admire them. They respect them. Um, but I'm not saying everybody that's watching 1320 video on YouTube or you know, I've been to many of these. Uh, I'm a big fan of Street Car Takeover. I think it's one yeah. of the coolest things that's happening in our sport right now. Those guys don't know who John. Well, that's kind of how that's kind of how know?
3: Cletus got started, right? Yeah, that's Cletus. Ra- gra- that's that he YouTube grabbed, grabbed a microphone
1: and and took took control of you
3: know or promoting himself basically. You know,
1: there's a whole culture. I mean, you can go down a major rabbit hole on YouTube for car culture, street racing culture, the exact rate you know the Cletus type culture that we're talking about. That's where it's at. And and th- these are guys that are, are self promoters that are building their brands on there. No TV exposure, no, uh, no major platform exposure. And that's kind of a that's the street car takeover deal as well. So you I, that's a that's a big upcoming movement that I think we're seeing is just like the self-published, self-publicized car culture that's on YouTube, just these guys. I think guys. if there's
0: anything that I want, uh, and this is probably a great way to wrap this guy up, guys. I want to thank everybody for being a part of this. Um, we're, we're so happy with the success of the Drag Illustrated right along. Uh, Lyle, I hope we can count on you for many many Monday nights to come. Uh, got I think it. this cat's a superstar, uh, not in the making, right here in front of us. Feel privileged to have you on here tonight, Lyle. You're an inspiration mm-hmm. to many of us, and I couldn't be more proud of you. And, sure, thank and you, and I appreciate you. it. Um, okay. I mean it, man. I, I really do hope you come on every Monday night. This is a great little dynamic we've got going here. Um, but seriously, everybody click, like click subscribe, join the YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, sign up for notifications. And drink yingling split.
2: light. Drink <laughs> <And yoring laughs> light.
0: Um, Eat in and out. I'm a big in and out guy. Always have been more so maybe now than ever. But, uh, anyways, um, a couple things that I just wanted to kind of end with is, uh, this really is an incredible time, in my opinion, for the sport of drag racing. I mean, it's like F1 was packed to the gills. That deal with human was, beings. dude,
1: we're going next year. Yes. I was mad. I turned that on on Sunday. And I, was I, like, saw, I saw
3: you post that. It won't happen again.
1: <laughs> never. Won't happen again. Promise. My, be dad, there in my dad was
2: just talking. I saw him today about wanting to go to the F1 race in, in Texas or whatever, so...
1: Well, we can all we'll just stay at Wes's house. We're all yes. staying at Wes's house. Dude, let's do it. Sleep over. Bring your sleeping bag. And if, how, how far is that deal from your house, Wes?
0: Three hours. Three Austin's hours. about three hours. But um, hey,
1: we're going oh, to need, need a Tesla. Get a big get enough home. Tesla. <laughs> get a big enough Tesla. Nobody have to drive home. Hell yeah, yeah. I saw that crowd. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, this would be a rough day. Um. Oh,
0: dude, I, I really want to go to that deal. I want to go and learn from them because, like, they do such an incredible job with the production of those events. Like, you know, I'm like a moron. I love the signage and the way they stage everything. And I, I was watching it going, this was such a mistake not going to this. Uh, yeah. I, there's actually – Kevin Stevenson just said F1 is going to Miami next year. Ain't yeah. it? That's yeah. true. Welcome and that's to a big Miami. Deal. My buddy Jason Dukes is going to go to that one, I think, for sure uh we should definitely try to go to that one man yeah. it's uh well hey i was gonna ask kind of uh how excited are you about vegas let's just touch on that briefly this is my uh first time in like 15 years and i'm not gonna go you're um, not going i was just about no. to ask it. what have y'all Yeah, gone?
2: any of you no Mike, you going i'm not there?
0: gonna go what I- I- Sorry, I- dude. i'm it's not in the points,
2: it's gonna be a I'm boring not event points.
1: man i've actually never not been there. to
2: vegas and like hung out in vegas I had a six-hour layover in Vegas one time, and I left the airport and just went and like saw the fountain at the Bellagio and breathed I had a six through hour a, a casino in Vegas. Yeah, whatever. That too. I had a
1: I've, day got, day I've
0: but, got Vegas stories that would make everybody on this deal blush. I've, yeah, I've got some rough Vegas. I've stories.
1: got a couple good ones, but I actually get a headache thinking about Las Vegas. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm excited. I've never raced there either. Um, I've never been to that racetrack. So oh. I'm excited. I'm excited to go race there and, and try and uh, seal up another Wally before the end of the year. Um, and then we're going to spend a few days after the race and go see Vegas, not in its entirety, but as much as we can. Go to a show, uh, spend Tuesday at SEMA and and do the do the all the things. You, so, you need to you go um,
0: go to see Absinthe in Vegas. Um, it really
3: is awesome. And, or, and they, uh, they, they,
1: they drag What's me the, there what's to the space it? one, Wes? Now, um,
3: compared to the other one.
0: Why Alicia is probably watching. Um, it was, that seriously, that
1: deal's pretty funny too.
0: Listen, I'll text it to you, Lyle. Seriously. It's okay. the best show in Vegas. Your mom and dad, like, uh, they will love it. Mel will love it. Um, it's a little rough around the edges, like brace yourself, but it is the best show. I've seen every show in Vegas, probably like most of them. And, uh, it's literally hands down the best show in Las Vegas. It's called yeah. Absinthe. Super cool. It's right outside of Caesars Palace. They've got like a cool permanent mm-hmm. tent out front. Uh, it's an incredible show. I'll text it to you <laughs> so you don't screw it up, you know. Fair. But uh, <laughs> multi-million dollar road course track being built in Missouri. Heard anything about that? I haven't.
3: Yeah, you um, have? But I, I sent will you tell pictures you. of it. I sent you pictures of it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Down by Springfield. Like today? No, oh, like six months ago. oh
0: sorry um yeah. well, i guess i got disappointed
2: none me. of y'all are coming to vegas i figured all four all of all four all we, usually do. we usually do we don't rub it in man yeah oh, i rub going it in.
0: yeah it's uh now nah, it's tough man it's tough it's tough we got so much stuff going on it's like uh oh i had a great thing that i was gonna say but i'll save it for the show maybe we'll have to bring you on during uh during after hours on wednesday lyle because i have a great a great comment, but we'll go into our three pretty strong here. So um, thank you guys all so much. Uh, Aaron Carr, this ride along show is great. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. It's fun to watch this show uh, anytime, but it's way more fun to watch it with you guys. Seriously. It's an incredible thing. We, we truly appreciate each and every one of you that tune in everybody that drops a comment. It's a, it's a, it's really, really, really cool to have such incredible like real deal conversations Absolutely. about the sport we all know and love. Right here on the world wide Web, and we couldn't do it without all you guys, um
1: when we run out of smart shit to say, you guys fill in for yeah, us, so thank God, yeah, we
2: Clifford
0: that. heard um hello, guys, how you doing? I'm from Brazil. I mean, think about that, thank you motorhouse seventy seven for uh checking this out. Uh, I did see one question, but it went away. What are you guys going to do? Oh, there it is. What are you all going to do after MPK? I actually have a couple of ideas. I don't. I didn't want to tell JT and, and Mike because they'll start to <laughs> so lose their mind if I've got more ideas that I wanted to roll out. But uh, I do think at least one time, maybe for the NHRA World Finals, I'm thinking like a Sunday afternoon live ride-along from Pomona. I think we've got to watch it unfold Sunday afternoon on NHRA.tv as a group. I think it would be a tragedy not to do that. And uh when no prep kings ends, I'm anticipating doing something similar to Street for this, uh to this for Street Outlaws. And I would really like to do a handful of races next year where we do like a live reaction to, I don't know, first round of qualifying at lights out in RBW. Like select some certain events where we can kind of make it concise. Um, so it's not, you know, cause we can't, it would be wild to kind of sit somewhere just for like 10 hours. Um, but I think if we can pick like and choose sometimes one round
2: of qualifying it, no yeah,
0: three days, you know, <laughs> something like that. But seriously, thank you guys, JT, Mike, Lyle. Thank you. I know you guys got all sorts of stuff to do, but thanks for doing this. I'll see you all soon. Okay. Thanks guys. Later see y'all. y'all. Appreciate it. That is you know, how long?